You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering all things classic World of Warcraft and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob. Today we're joined by Mel, aka Melarina. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. That's it? Just just good? Yep, just good. We uh, missed you last week. I know. I didn't listen to the show. You know, I'm sure it was awful. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, I got uh, carried pretty hard, so it was uh, rugs and uh, and uh, and and uh, Salve Dally, and so it's a good time. But we're also joined by the man from Countdown to Classic, where it's not normally his his opinion that counts, but on this show it definitely does. Welcome to the show, Josh mm-hmm. Corbett. How you doing? Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure to be back. Um, you know. It's funny because I, I don't get to stretch my legs with my opinion as much on the show, but like around this time of, you know, the, the, the life cycle of the expansions now with the classic franchise, I do get a little bit more verbose. Um, so as, as soon as we're talking about game, like things that aren't necessarily the game content, but, you know, more Blizzard related and, and Blue Post related, I do get a little bit more uh, louder. Uh, my voice grows louder on the show. But yeah, it's, it's always a bit of fun to uh, mostly have me on the sidelines. Well, and uh, if you are like me and subscribe to his Patreon, you do get a lot of good, good stuff and good Josh op- opinions there in the extra content. So definitely, definitely uh, recommend that. It's a good, it's a good buy. And finally, last but definitely not least, the the uh, dubbed uh, guru, king of the rogues, the man that knows it all, oh um, Simonized Show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Good seeing you again, Josh, as well. I was on Josh's podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was great. Yep, yep, uh, yep. I have a lot of fun with these. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I, I actually got to raid with you. Um, yeah, that's right. We were on the doing a raid on the Wrath Beta together. Yep, yep. And I won the first piece of gear, the crappy mm-hmm. helmet with no, with no <laughs> slot, with no meta slot, and then... You proceeded to win everything else the entire run. It was great. Oh no! <laughs> I, I, I heard, I did I heard a lot about of this time. Sorry, what? I was just saying. I heard about this this run, this magical run where you got like eighty nine pieces. So oh, you got a ton. <laughs> well, uh, most of the I've got three different rogues on the beta that I've been running through raids, and you know most of the runs I I've just gotten lucky. I've gotten five, six items. The most recent one I did though, which I believe wasn't with. Uh, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff dropped. I lost the role. I lost the role. I lost the role. Then the last boss dropped Calamity's Grasp, the, the fist weapon the, the, with the spinner on it. And I won that one. So I was like, all right, I'll take it. I'll take this, this one <laughs> item. 
always <laughs> weapons, yeah, especially. Mm-hmm. But that's a, a main hand, right? Too. Yep. Yep. Main yeah, hand only. Huge. Huge. Big fist weapon. 171 DPS on that. Nice. Nice. All right, well, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the show just to let everybody know at the top of the show. We do this show live at twitch.tv slash BlazinBob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N-B-O-B. We encourage you to come check it out. We're going to start off with a few uh, with a few voicemails um, and then a few reviews. And then we're going to talk about what, what we've been doing uh, recently in Classic. Then we're going to get to the news. And then at the end of the show, we are going to uh, uh, we're going to get to know Simon a bit more. Now, now Simon's done two great rogue deep dives: one on count on Countdown to Classic, and one on on Classic Life. So mm-hmm. we we probably won't jump into a ton of the rogue stuff, but I'm sure it's going to come out throughout the entirety of the episode. But I encourage you guys to check out those two deep dives because they're awesome. So. With that said, yeah. let's. Uh, oh, I need to thank my 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 tank patrons. That's Thick Lizzie mm-hmm. and Talon. Thank you guys for for your support. And uh, so, just to let you guys know, I started this new thing where I have a voicemail that that people can call in, like because people mm-hmm. like l- they listen to podcasts on the go a lot. So I thought, why not let them just call in? And so we got two new voice uh, voicemails. Anybody that wants to send to those, it's 816-866-1066. But let's go ahead and play the first one. And you guys should be able to hear this, too. Hey, Bob. Uh, everybody else. <laughs> Just recently got into the show a few weeks ago. So kind of going everybody back through the logs. Else. Check it out. Got to say I love the content. Loving Classic. Getting ready for Wrath. Loving London Mage right now with the Joyous Journeys. Having a good time. And just want to say I appreciate the show, and that's all. Thanks. Bye. That was that was number one. Thank you for calling in. Yo, what's up, Warcraft Reloaded? My name is Demizicon. Sorry about that. I play a combat role. Leveling it up right now on the server. At the end, I don't know how you say it, but I'm ready to bust out the rogue content mm-hmm. in uh, Wrath of the Lich King. Just so you guys know, I hate that this is a voicemail, but I love that it's a voicemail because it has to be off the dome. But, uh, because I'm like totally just butchering this right now. But I want to let you guys know that, uh, every time your show comes on in the mid, in the beginning, I beatbox along with it. And, uh, it, 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 it trades. Like, I wish I could get a hold of Steel Wolf and actually, like, just collab on them with a new intro. But uh, much love to the podcast, guys. Keep it up. Uh, Bob and Mel, all your guests, you guys are awesome. Uh, much love. Y'all take it easy. Uh, peace. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, yeah, that uh, our intro song was done by Steel by Steel Wolf, one of the, or, the, or, the original hosts of the pod. If you do want to talk to him, if you send me an, an email to... WCR podcast at gmail.com. I can probably give you his email address if you would like to, because I know he does love to do collabs. So that's something you would really like. Go ahead and email me and I'll try and make it happen. (laughs) All right. We had two new reviews. Mel, do you want to read the reviews? Sure. 
Um, this first one is Amazing Wow Classic Podcast. Discovered this podcast around the time of the Hardcore Challenge and Season of Mastery last mm-hmm. year, and it quickly became one of my staple shows. Whether you're farming mats in game or out at the gym or commuting, this show really scratches that wow itch while having personal personable hosts that make you feel like you're sitting around a bar table chatting with them. I love how they continue to bring on community members and help bring visibility to amazing content creators and players I would have otherwise never known about. My only critique is that I've made my own drinking game (laughs) or anytime Bob mentions Sarth Three Drakes or Yogg Zero Lights. (laughs) Thank you for that. It's something I'm proud of that I did back in the day, server second. And yeah, you probably could make a... You could probably add in there me talking about being one of the first Jedi in Star Wars in mm. Star Wars Galaxies, too. Don't get me started here. Listen, hey man, we all have our accomplishments. Get, but I feel like you're already getting very drunk off of this game, so maybe don't add anything else into it. Uh, thank you so much for the review. Yes. Um, and then our second one is Best Wild Podcast. Love the podcast. Started listening recently, and it's getting me hyped for Wrath of the Lich King. Bob is cool, but I love Mel. She's the best. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for the reviews. All right, guys, let's get into it. What's everybody been doing in Classic? Whether it be on Beta, Joyce Journeys, whatever. Who wants to go first? I'll jump in. I haven't, I've been saying on my show, I haven't touched the beta with the 10 foot pole. Um, and this is by, by design. I, I want mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. Basically. Um, I, get I did it, I get a, it. yeah, I did a community run of knacks for, um, not even for me wanting to test knacks or anything. It's just like, you know, I so seldom get to play with people in my community. You know, the Mm -hmm. beta is a worldwide server basically. So it's a good opportunity to get some people for, you know, that listen to your your show and support you say, Hey, we'll, we'll run a bit of content and have a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely just wanted to do one. We did that. It went fine. Um, outside of that, I've done about, Hmm. The first day I got beta, I did about two hours worth of questing on a horde character. I'm going to be playing Alliance um, in Wrath. So on a horde character, I did two hours worth of questing without any of the add-ons. Obviously, they didn't have mm-hmm. any of that enabled. So it took, you know, because I'm, I'm an idiot, it took me two hours to do like three quests. Dude, um, it was and, rough, And that right? was fine with me. Yeah, that was fine with me. I was like, I don't want to see anything. So this is totally cool with me. And the only other beta gameplay I've done is basically just confirming my feelings about what class I want to main. So um, mm-hmm. I've I've leveled a shaman recently. I fell in love with it. My, a paladin is what I had plans for. So I've really just you know mucked around farming open world mobs on a shaman, a pal- like basically all the classes. I went to the same area in Ice Crown and said I want to see what this class really feels like in Wrath while I'm you know trying to burn through you know mobs questing or whatever. And that really you know swayed my decision so i'm glad i did that but all in all i've played collectively about seven or eight hours of the beta four of those were in a raid um and and that's where i'm happy to leave it so i've been leveling the the crap out of characters on um you know the live the 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 regular servers with the joyous journeys buff and 
you know, I was someone it's who glorious, isn't it? it it's, it's it's fun. Bob, I can swear. I can swear, oh, yeah. can't I? Oh yeah, definitely. It's fucking amazing. It is absolutely <laughs> fucking amazing. It, it truly is. And like, I have to. I was. I I wouldn't describe it as lukewarm. I was like, I was positive towards joyous journeys when I heard about it, but there was a little bit of lukewarm reception from me because I said, ah, oh, the only thing about it is I'm just not sure if it's a good marriage between joyous journeys and the fresh server, that was my only hesitation, right? Mm -hmm. I completely take all of that back and just say, it's the greatest (laughs) thing since fucking sliced bread. It should absolutely be on the fresh servers. I have just had such good fun with it. I leveled a shaman to 60. I'm now level 30 on a warlock, all just happening since joyous journeys has been out. So it's been great. I've loved it. And you just, you don't get that. uh, Like, I don't know about you, but when when leveling normally, I get anxiety about not completing crappy quests because I'm like, I'm going to mm-hmm. run out of quests and have to grind. Oh, my God. And you just you can just drop whatever you want. And it's OK, because you're going to skip entire yep. zones. I mean, yep, yep. it's just like, Listen, it's like I, I'm not going to do for this. Me, it's easier for me to skip an entire zone than it is to stop halfway through a quest when Bob's like, OK, well, you know, we're just not getting it. Let's let's skip this. And I'm like, skip it. I have. Four of the eight skins that I need, and I only need to kill a couple more mobs. And he's like, "We've killed a hundred, and you have four. And I'm like, but, "But we started like that. That's a struggle for me. I, re- I really struggle with that." Yep, and I'm kind no, of I'm the, I'm the same. If you start it, you got to finish it, right? I'm kind of half and half too with you, Josh. I don't like to do the, like overdo the beta, and that's luckily for us. Unfortunately. For people like Simon Eyes who make guides and stuff, they have to do yeah. it, you know, like, but I like I mean, to leave it. I like it, it too. Yeah, well, and, and, and I mean, that's probably why you do the guides and stuff like that, but I like to mm-hmm. leave it up, you know, for, you know, me to discover later. And But I have done, you know, I've done about five or six uh, uh, Nax raids along with Sarth and, and stuff, and it's really just been opportunities when, you know, I went with uh, Mike that one night, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to go with the 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 uh, the streamer groups a couple times, you know. And that's just—I mean, it's just fun, and it's just cool mm-hmm. to be with a whole bunch of streamers and content creators, you know. So that's—I've yeah. been kind of trying not to do too much on the beta, but I have done quite a bit of testing, like what I'm going to do to level and stuff with the warrior and the rogue and stuff. But what have you been Listen, up to? Before there was Questy, mm-hmm. no, I have to tell Josh this, because oh, yeah. before there was Questy, I came in to level with Bob after he had been started. And I was like, okay, let's go over here. And he's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, and then somebody in his chat was like, is she reading the quest text? And I'm like, what else oh, yeah. do you want me to do, guys? Like, we don't have a Questy thing. Like, and I'm like, we need to go over here. We need to go over I here. And he's like, imagine the person in chat going, <laughs> You know, holding their mm. chest is just like you're no. reading the text. I'm with you, Mel. I'm I'm not that person that's like you know. Oh, I, the game's unplayable without Questy. <laughs> no, it's fine. Read the quest text and you'll get by. But that it does sufficient. just obviously take. It does just take a lot longer. And like I said, I I, I wouldn't say I struggled, but like. 
yeah, you've really got to work out where you go. And it took me, like I was mm-hmm. being a little bit hyperbolic, but I did like six or seven quests in two and a half hours. And I was like, wow, that is not you know particularly efficient. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't massively bother me. And I've seen right. streamers, you know, I've seen streamers on betas in the past just throw their hands up and be like, oh, <laughs> I can't play this game without questions. This bummed. is stupid. And uh, yeah, and bummed. I'm like, come on, oh, man, yeah. read the quest text, do the thing. In <laughs> my defense, I did the entire, starting little quest area by myself reading the quest text during the day before she got on and we did it with another character it's just when we got to the point Mm -hmm. where I didn't know what I was doing again she was there and she was reading it so I was just like talking to stream you know she was I was just letting her take the ball at that point so I did do it it just like I was like you very very slow at it and it seems like the quest text is not as good as it was in vanilla. Cause like, yeah, I actually agree. I agree. Yeah, Sometimes it's, like, it's very obscure. Return this quest to, to, to me when you're done. Who's me? Who's me? <laughs> where is, where's me? Like, it's just like yeah, those types of things. Not, it's like things that you don't even realize are questy, <sighs> right? Where it's like, you can see the exclamation points and the question marks when you're not in range. Right. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, hold on. I have to just like walk around now and hope it pops up on my Find it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which I, mean, you know. I was I was playing on the beta a lot before they added add-ons and you know, having a blast reading the quest and struggling through it. And you know, my chat would laugh at me when I make a dumb mistake or whatever, <laughs> or like don't realize what the quest was actually because I tried to read it too fast. Mm-hmm. And then and then once they enabled add-ons, it was like every 15 minutes, someone in my chat would be like, Simon, you know you can get questy, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm having fun here. Can't you see that? You know, it may be a struggle. It may not be as efficient as it could be, but it's it's fun. It's data. And that's the point of a game. Come on. Right? Right? Oh, yeah. We went into a dungeon, and Bob pulls like 100 mobs, and he's like, he's like, hey, Mel, heal me. And I'm like... I don't have any add-ons. I don't have any macros set mm-hmm. up. Like I'm like clicking buttons here. Like, and you're asking me why I didn't heal you. And I'm like, I don't even know <laughs> where these buttons are, what they mean. Like mm-hmm. oh, definitely takes you out of your comfort zone, which I mean, mm-hmm. at, which at times is good, you know, like, you know, it kind of like re-centers you and mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Bob would be like, I have a poison. Why don't you get the poison off? And I'm like, oh, well, you're your frame didn't change colors, so I had no yeah. idea you had poison. <laughs> it's been um, it's been a little bit. I don't know. I love to hear what you guys think. It's been a little bit of an odd beta for mine. Whereas I feel mm-hmm. like the hype train has certainly, um, you know, decreased in size from beta to beta to beta. You know, it was huge in classic, and mm-hmm. then you know, still moderately large in TBC. A lot of hype, but you know, certainly less so than classic, and. Not to say that the the Wrath beta has been, you know, like the limp dick beta, but it just feels like people are talking about it a little bit less. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I also I'm not playing it. So that's my might be why I feel that way. But mm-hmm. you know, it's hard for me where um you know oh, the content creator gets beta access and then doesn't fucking touch the thing. It's it's been like something that I do think about. And and I think there's a lot of warranted, you see it with every beta that comes out, a lot of warranted comments from people who have like 
you know, I've been a fucking day one player of World of Warcraft. I've never, you know, unsubbed. I went and saw the Warcraft movie eight times in cinemas. Why don't I get beta <laughs> access? You know, this is bullshit. And it's, I'm not saying that to be facetious. It's a completely valid, you know, valid comment to make that there are some diehard fans out there who would test the fucking ass out of this game and be really great in beta. And so it must rub them the wrong way to see, you know, a dickhead content creator like me who gets access <laughs> and then throws it in the bin. Um, you know, it, it's, it's so, it's so rough in a way. Um, I, I'm really bad with stuff like that. Like, actually, I just remembered I, Blizzard sent me a gift two years ago. They sent a bunch of content creators, like massive Ragnaros plastic statues or whatever. It's kind of cool, but like, I mean, they sent it to me two years ago and I just picked it up last week. Like, I don't care about any of this stuff. Like, that's, that's been an, like, I've always said, like, Blizzard has nothing that interests me, whether it's beta access or gifts or anything. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Um, and I so, love like, that it, shit, it, it, it's, it's, oh, it's, <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's cool stuff, I guess, but like, yeah, it's, it's been hard to kind of walk away from the beta knowing that, oh, you know, I probably should be testing and there's people who would really like this thing. But yeah, do you guys think it's been a, like a loud or a quiet beta? I mean, for me, just with all the different streamers I watch, it's been pretty, it's been pretty loud, but I do know, like, I do have that feeling like I should be playing this more because I have the access I feel really bad too because I've got the uh, I've got a bunch of retail friends. I don't like retail, but I have the I have the alpha, you know. And I feel bad for not even I've installed it, but I still haven't found time to check it out, you know. And I feel bad for the people that would love to have that access and don't. Mm -hmm. So I, mean, I get that. On an opposite view, though, you have to remember people. You know, you're a content creator, and people really enjoy your content, right? And so if you burn yourself out by doing so much on the beta that you because you feel like you owe it to somebody to do that and then you stop making content because you're just burnt out and you're done and you're like okay okay like i'm done that's worse on the community i think than you taking a step back from beta right there's plenty of people that want to do it that are doing it that are providing that content if that's not your cup of tea i think people would much rather keep your content as it is that happened to a ton of creators in in classic they like had so much content prior to it coming out and then it came out and they were just burnt out i mean a lot of them mm -hmm. yeah i got burnt out i bet i mean you were doing countdown to classic what three two three years prior to it coming out or something like that yeah, I was sometimes doing two or three episodes a week. I had a hundred episodes wow. out, but like I started Countdown to Classic in February of 2018, which is what, 18 months or more, 19, 20 months before the game came out. And I had a hundred episodes done by the time the game came out. So like I was in overdrive and yeah, like my fans mm -hmm. were telling me you're going to burn out and I was like, I'll be fine. And then lo and behold, yeah, three, four months into to classic release, I was very burnt. Yeah. I bet. Well, uh, Simon, you've been doing a ton. What have all of yeah. have you been up to? Yeah, well, I'm still playing on the live servers, still playing playing a lot on the beta. Um, as you said, like it, and Josh said, it's really fun to have the worldwide beta server that you can play with, you, you know, your viewers, your fans, you know, and, and a lot of other streamers, other content creators that you couldn't normally play with. Um, so doing these, you know, I've put together 
triple rogue dungeon groups and we go through, you know, pick up a tank, pick up a healer, three rogues, fan of knives, everything really fun, <laughs> you know, go into the, the next Ramus raids, you know, pump some numbers on the damage meters, see what's happening, see how ridiculously bugged some of the bosses are and, uh, you know, kill them anyways, whatever. Um, I remember the, one of the first raids I did, Gluth was bugged where his decimate ability wouldn't damage the zombies. Yes. But when he cast it, all the zombies go straight for him. So we like the zombies have way too much health. If decimate doesn't damage them, you can't reasonably kill them and they get to him and then they heal him. Uh, so we had to devise some convoluted uh, kiting strategy where one of the other rogues put crippling poison on all their weapons we and then just too. went to the zombies and Phantom Knives to put crippling poison, which is really, really powerful slow. And yep. then the tank could kite the gluth around the room while the zombies just chased really slowly. And and that's how we were able to overcome the stupid bug and, you know, get past and do the rest of the bosses. That was fun uh, improvisation mid-raid. And then um, my guild on the live servers, fully rested on Benediction, we have been working hard at our Sunwell speed runs. And we just this week, we improved on our, our guild's best time, which is previously a 43 minute, 31 second clear. We got that down to 41 minutes, 16 seconds, shaving off a good bit of time. And that bumped us back up into top 50 world. So I'm really proud of my, my team fully rested, all the, the guild leadership and officers and amazing players that go into that. It's, it's really fun to participate in for me. You, just you on the worldwide, that. just on the worldwide beta thing, like you know, it's a little bit tangential, but again, I'd sort of oh, while I remember it, I want to bring it up. Um, you know, I was talking about this the other day with the fresh servers, and you know, obviously we haven't released, we haven't received any information yet as to uh, not only what date we're getting the fresh servers, which is presumably yes, when the pre patch drops relatively soon, mm -hmm. whether it's in the next two or three weeks, but also we have absolutely no information about what the composition of fresh servers is going to look like and you know how many we're going to get and how they're going to mm -hmm. break it up worldwide Name and uh you know, we, well yeah and you know we were thinking out loud yesterday just going like <laughs> i know this sounds controversial but is it in the best interest of the game to just have the one fresh server and just you know lag be damned regions of the world be damned you know wherever you put it either you know oceania or europe or north america is going to have to eat a bit of lag I personally, I know this is going to upset a lot of people. I think that's the best decision, in all honesty. And now they won't do it. Mm -hmm. They'll do a European and a North American server. Mm -hmm. That That's fine. But like a worldwide server would be wild. And like, I don't know what happens if you drop a server in North America, what, mm -hmm. what that means lag-wise for Europeans. They would not abide that. Like if it was 130 MS, <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, oh this is bull crap. I, yeah, like, I think it's somewhere uh, between 150 and 200 MS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably no good. But like they definitely, I've been hammering this, like they should not offer an oceanic fresh server. It is one of the worst things they could do. I, I still think they might do it. It would be a horrible decision because it would just, murder the oceanic scene um and so they need to force a bit of lag on us and people in the oceanic region now throwing their phones out the window i'm sorry but you know sometimes the best news is the tough news and uh that is what would be best for us hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that i think fewer numbers of fresh servers makes them more likely to be long-run viable servers 
Right. I think there's a lot, a lot of hype around the fresh servers, but with everything that's so hyped like that, it's going to die off after it's not the new thing. Um, yep. And if you have all the players, you know, much more concentrated, it's more likely that as the hype dies off, as you some of the players leave, you still have a sufficient player base on that server to have, you know, multiple raiding guilds and, you know, dungeon groups being formed at, you know, reasonable in reasonable amounts of times at most hours of the day you know you need that critical mass of players to make the the server viable yeah and right. people who listen to the show you know on the norm probably think i'm a broken record by now i've said this since they first came out with this news is that i just feel like it's a bad idea health-wise to have the the fresh servers come out at pre-patch because there's going to be a ton of of tourists like me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play it, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to play it for a bit, but I'm not going to stay there. And then that's just one extra person that's leaving. Like if they actually launched it when Wrath launched, the server would fill up with people who were actually planning to play it. You know, mm -hmm. long, uh, long term. Yeah, because everybody else would be on yeah. their server, right? Mm -hmm. I guess the counter argument would be, what about people that want to play fresh and still play their other character, right? Then they don't mm -hmm. come when fresh servers open. Yeah, that and is so they a good look point less too. populated than they might actually be, right? And they so might actually be able chance. to do it if they have that extra time where they wouldn't be Yeah, so be give able them the it. chance to level up during pre-patch, right? And then they can play both. That's a good counter argument. Yeah. Classic players would not abide the FOMO. They would just <laughs> not let that stand. So, like, they're both really rough decisions, but they're probably taking the lesser of two evils by mm -hmm. dropping it at pre-patch. Um, but I know what you're saying, Bob, because I'm probably going to do the same thing. And, and it would be interesting to sort of go closest to the pin and say, what percentage of the fresh population do you think, you know, gets snapped and vanished off when the actual wrath date arrives? Like, is it 50%? Is it 30%? Who I knows? No idea. Yeah. It's just a scary thing to think about. Cause I know so many people that want to try it, but they're like, I'm going to dabble there, but you know, I'm still going to stick with my 60K that I have yeah. over here, you know? Mm -hmm. I've got I've got no doubt a lot of people, like thousands of people, will treat it like a private server launch. They'll go on and create a character, muck around for three or four weeks, get, either get to, to, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever it might be, go, that was fun, and then never see that server again. Mm -hmm. It'll happen in droves. Mm -hmm. yep, I, yep, I, yeah, I think so too. Because even season of mastery was popping, you know, for the first for the first yeah. month, you know, and like it was on it fire. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's bad. I mean, now. you don't even have to look at it now. You can look at it four months ago, six months ago, and it's still not that big. <laughs> yeah, there's mm. like five thousand people left left rating mm. on it or something. Mm -hmm. Not not to sound like I'm like I'm not dumping on the fresh server at all. I still think it'll do okay. But yeah, the, the difference between the fresh server in uh, August as opposed to September will be really interesting. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, Mel, what, what have you been up to? Well, I was out of town most of the week for work, but I raided while I was out of town. It was a great time. Mm -hmm. um, we've been leveling our characters, not as quickly as some other people like winky but um 
yeah, it's been, I feel like it's been trying to get to know like what we need to do and how we need to do it. We did run into an issue <laughs> the other last night, I think when our RXP guides told us to do completely different things. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, well, Bob had had too much to drink. So we followed my RXP guide because <laughs> his was being, his was silly. It like wasn't having us go turn in these green quests that we needed to turn in. So, but yeah, I mean, that's really all we've been doing. I think our characters are 51 now. Yeah, 52, I think. We, like, flew uh -huh. last night. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun to have them all, like, buffed up and everything. Like, it's been great. And, uh, like, and a lot of the quests that we remember doing most recently in the hardcore scene that were terrifying in hardcore, right? Because you couldn't die and they were elites and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, now they're not elites and we can die. And so everything's very much less terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, like I had, I had, I'd worked up uh, like two twos on hardcore and just had forgotten mm -hmm. how fun it is to have, you know, you know, you know like, uh, like 30 spell power enchant on a new character and stuff like that, where it's just like crazy powerful. And mm -hmm. like that part's been a, been a, been a lot of fun. I didn't, it's, this happened like two weeks ago, but I didn't talk about it last week. I was, uh, we ran into, to Winky in game and a, another buddy of mine. We were all about the same level about the, I don't know, like low, low, low thirties. And uh, we decided we got a, another friend, Casimo, who's been on the show too, come on his on um, his guy. So we actually ran all of like all all of the wings of Scarlet Monast of uh, Scarlet Monastery. And I'd been talking shit to Mel because I was healing. I've been talking about how I'm just such a great healer and everything. Well, these assholes took me in there and they put me to the test, pulling like four packs at a time. Like I'm sitting here struggling, like can barely do anything. And they're just laughing at me. And like, they definitely got their also, revenge. And you shouldn't have been so overconfident about your healing <laughs> abilities to the healer. Yep, they definitely put me in my, uh, in my place. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that's all we've been doing. Raid progression. I mean, really, oh, we've had we've had that whole roster problem, and it seems that mm -hmm. our healers just keep wanting to like not come to raid. And so, stop blaming oh, the no. healers. Stop blaming the healers. <laughs> well, it's just we've had a like we had an over abundance of them where we had to where we have to sit them a lot, and now kind of struggling to get them to come. And so we we listen. No, there is always five that come okay it's that sixth spot that really is mm -hmm. like a rotating door right and depending on who that is or is not depends on how we do right yeah. so this last week we i was out of town so i was on hotel wi-fi which is always questionable right like it could be fine or it could be really bad um mm -hmm. and we were when i was at the hotel it was fine and so we were going through it really quickly but our raid lead had already said we're only going to do three bosses and then we're going to do we're going to come back on thursday and we're going to do the rest because we just didn't want to deal with it we didn't know and so we did the three bosses and we went through them really quickly and he's like well despite how well we're doing we're still going to quit just like we said we were and we'll come back on thursday 
So I was still out of town on Thursday. Yeah, it, well, it, it it was it was like a twenty eight a twenty eight minute raid or something like that. It was yeah, like it was crazy. Hey, we're crazy. Done. We're, yeah. No? Oh, all right. Yeah. And just I was exhausted because I had been traveling. Like I had woken up at three in the morning and I had traveled in the morning and then I had gone to one of my clinics and I was there all day. And so I was exhausted. Right. So when he said we're done after like 30 minutes, I was like, oh, thank God. And so I went to bed and that was great. And then Thursday, I'm still out of town and my Internet's a little bit more spiky. There's somebody in the hotel like right next door to me that's playing like loud music and singing really loud. I, I joked that it was just like being at home with Bob. Um, but it was a little bit more laggy. But I think the only time I was really nervous about it was when we were on KJ and it was the and we were stacked and they were like, get out quickly if you get fire bloom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, please mm -hmm. don't get me fire bloom. Please don't give me fire bloom. <laughs> like you got, I can just you imagine gotta be really the, like, fast on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could just imagine the lag of me being like, I did get out mm -hmm. right away, but it being like three ticks in and everybody's mm -hmm. dead. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But Every time that that went fine. like happens, I have the you know, we have the thing where your the chat bubble goes right above your head and says, you have it, get out. And I always see, like, someone stay in. And I'm like, oh, Paladin, okay, they bubbled. Oh, Rogue, okay. They just, mm -hmm. But I'm sitting there thinking, get out, get Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. They cloaked. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I love man. that. So many mechanics in raids that's like other people have to, like, move away or stop dealing damage or really worry about it in any capacity whatsoever. But on my rogue, it's just like, nah, I'll vanish it. Nah, I'll just cloak it off. Don't worry. Keep yeah, doing cheaters. my thing. You don't yeah. even have to worry about mechanics. Yeah, right. It's great. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that fight just has so much going on during it. It's mm -hmm. just like, the yeah. first few times that we did it, I'm just like, what the heck? Like, so much going on. I think that's why on. my computer started to lag up, right? It was like. Like there's a flame on the ground. There's a something coming down on you. There's fire all around you. Like it was just too many things. I remember writing the kill Jaden guide on Wowhead, and like I put like extra couple sentences in, whereas like okay, so this broke broken down into five phases. You know where this and this and this happened, but don't worry, not much really changed. I know that sounds like a lot but not too much changes to try to try to soften the blow from this article. Uh -huh. That's going to be like three pages long of all the different, you know, things, things that kill Jaden will try to kill you with. Oh yeah. The first time we like attempted kill Jaden, we, <laughs> they were like, okay, everybody go watch this video real fast. And I watched mm -hmm. the video and I was like, I came back and I'm like, I still have zero idea what's going to happen. Yeah, right. I know, like, Jordy I know told me everything. A lot of shit. But there's going to be a lot of shit that happens and I have no mm -hmm. idea what it's going to look like. Well, the best is like whenever the ads come out, our, our, our raid leader's like, stop. Just watch his hand. Don't get hit by the, by the, the, uh, uh, shard or whatever. Shadow spike. Yeah. Purple. Every single person gets hit by the shadow spike. Of course. So Never, many people do. Not once has a shadow spike gone out and somebody didn't get hit. <laughs> I really don't think that's ever happened in our raid. Dude, the worst is when like, you know, you're just like, you just, cause I'm a lock. So I'm really like, I've really got to concentrate on getting the ads down and like, mm -hmm. I've got to tab them. 
but I've got to still be looking at his hand so that I'll tab to kill to kill Jaden and it drives me nuts. And I'm like, oh, dang it. I just, I just, I just wasted what you're casting so fast with that buff. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I wasted a cast there, you know, and then watch it out for the orbs in the sky that like I can't see real well because I'm in the back. So I can't be like hovered up like over because the dome like screws with my camera. And so like I'm not a fan of doing that. uh Fight on a lock. I think I'd enjoy the rogue a lot more, but no one will take. Try doing it on a healer. Where you're trying to heal all the dumb masses that are taking the thing, and then you take one because you're looking at your healing frames, and yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But we we uh we get through it every week. But writing's on the wall. I don't know how much longer the officers are going to deal with just so many people not coming and it's not really worth it to really try and recruit at this point, you know, so might Josh, be just DKPs for me going forward. No, you guys have just been speaking another language for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't rate. I, I never really have. And particularly in TBC, like I've not, uh, I stepped foot in like one SSC where we did like the first three bosses in three hours. It was horrific. And um, uh, yeah. that, that that's it for me. I've never seen Sunwell Plateau. I've never seen Black Temple. Uh, yeah, so it's all alien to me. Hoping to change it in Wrath. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I know you yeah. hate G EKPs, but they often go pretty yeah. good. Like no, I'm, I'm I'm on a hill. Uh, GDKPs are the worst thing to have in this game. I know it's not <laughs> it's not a popular opinion. Everyone everyone thinks they're brilliant, and everyone's trying to do the spin in 2022. Like, hey, it's the based opinion to be on board with GDKPs. It's fucking terrible, and I'm sorry, I strongly disagree. And that's kind of part <laughs> of the reason I Josh, don't raid. I am with you, but I'm in the boat of can't beat them, join them, and I did, and <laughs> I think it sucks for anybody coming into the game like it's awesome for me because i've built up a a a fortune because i'm able to play every day constantly and i've built up a fortune from classic wow with with you know multiple characters you know all all of the the uh different professions like i learned how to work the auction house so for me Mm -hmm. they they're they're completely fine you know and but for a new person coming in, it sucks. Like yeah. it's extremely hard for them to get into anything, and it just sucks. Oh, I, I've got yeah. the money. This is the thing. I've got the money to GDKP, and I still refuse to do it. This isn't a problem mm-hmm. with buy-in. It's it's a fucking. I was going to say morality thing, but that's a bit heavy-handed. It's just it's extraneous to that. It's it's more of like I'm very passionate about this, and I will not take part in it. And I feel like a horrible mm-hmm. person, and I take part in it. And I just look down at my shoes and I'm like, I know oh, I'm doing no. a bad thing. <laughs> but no, I do, you're I do not a think bad, you're not a bad person for jumping on what is basically the meta. I, I, I do mean, think you the can call main, him a bad like, person, Josh. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I do think the main like bad thing about GDP, in my view, is that it is really difficult for a new player to break into that. Because it's a group structure where like the way you contribute to that group is either you're already really geared and you help carry the raid you're a really geared tank or healer or damage dealer um and you're not expected to have a lot of gold in that situation but that requires you know a substantially built up character or you're expected to bid on a lot of items and have a lot of gold to contribute in that way and that works for a lot of players like 
you know, when my guild stopped doing, you know, Black Temple regularly, you know, I have a character free that I can take to a Black Temple that's, you know, mostly geared. I can, you know, get a thousand ish gold a week doing that. It's kind of nice. But, you know, I, I'm like a heavily invested player already. Um, I, and I can recognize the kind of the real downside to a new player trying to get into that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in. Listen, the, it's the a same money laundering boat. business. Hasn't anybody seen Ozark and things like that? Like, come on, GDK is a money like laundering. hundred percent. Like, and I just want to bring up that I feel like Josh. This is the fourth pet that I've seen on your camera, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. Wondering. Sorry, I I keep getting raided by my pets. I've got <laughs> no. I'm just wondering how many do you have? I've got six. Six. Yeah, how it's many a little cats, zoo. how many dogs we're we talking? I've seen cats, at least two dogs. Cats, two dogs. Okay. 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 They're so cute. Yeah. So uh they, they like to they know when I'm streaming and that's when they get all up in my grill. They don't they, mm -hmm. they don't want to know me. They don't give a shit about dad when he's not streaming. But as soon as I turn the camera on, they're all over me. Yeah, they're of like, course. oh, camera time. Hey, yeah. hey, I love you. I love you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. But yeah, GDKPs. I've never done one. I mean, Bob keeps trying to convince me to do one. You signed up for one last night with our buddy Fru TV. I, th I did oh, I not. You did. I got <laughs> no. Corpse to sign up, so it'll be a nice, smooth run. Have a nice, nice geared, competent, very competent paladin tank. So good. That usually makes a run go good. But yeah, I'm the same as as um, you, um, Simon. I was able just to make a ton of cash because I have a geared warlock in current tier and I just do the older raids, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes once a week, sometimes once every other week, you know, cause I really don't enjoy the lock. Like I, I've, yeah. I, I've got tricked into it and <laughs> then I've basically just, yeah, my own dumb ass tricked myself into it. Cause I wanted to top the meters and didn't really didn't realize that the meme was so was so true. Of course, you have to do a lot of other little things to really get the mm -hmm. top ninety nine parses. But at the end of the day, it's such a simple rotation, and like you know, you, you can get ninety seven or ninety eight percent of the way there. Yep, just pressing <laughs> shadow bolt. Yep. But I mean, I've got stuff. You know, I've got like four different sh uh, shadow bolts. So I've got the one mm -hmm. that pops trinkets with haste or with uh, mm -hmm. destruction. I've got the one that pops trinkets with, you know, uh, anything that gives me mana runes and everything. Validate himself you know, here. I've got the you know. <laughs> I've definitely, it's it's definitely there are little intricacies and then like, like there's four you know, different movement, shadow bolts that but, i just still push one button and if something's up it casts that and you know it's I'm nothing crazy. like how much fun i've been having on the on the warrior in tv in tbc right now mm -hmm. and how much fun i've been having on the rogue combat rogue specifically in beta yeah so much fun i make so many yeah. mistakes that i'll be like i can improve that that's going to be yeah. great. You know, and like, it's exciting. Like, I mean, it's so pressing much fun. killing spree, pressing killing spree. It's just so satisfying. Oh, the swoosh sound and you, you jump around and oh, it's big so numbers, good. lots of day. Oh, it's great. It's one of, one of my favorite skills so far. Yep. I've actually, I've seen. 
I've been dying for the Rays to open back up because I want to do at least yeah. one more because I got so many good tips from uh, from um, from you, you know, uh, recently. Like to have the you know heavy weapon in your offhand and mm-hmm. both weapons when, you, when you're with, doing the fan and knives, yeah. yeah, both of them with instant poison and all that. You mm-hmm. know, like I was just like, oh, that's great. I didn't even think about that. I thought about instant poison on a different one, but mm-hmm. I didn't think about a heavy weapon. So it would proc the poison more often. It was yeah. just like genius. Makes a big difference. Uh, and I mean, when you're just plowing through the trash in Nax Ramus, like those things die really quick. Like your deadly poison, you might be able to worthless. apply it if you leave yeah. deadly poison on like you do for single target. But, you know, it'll tick once, maybe twice. And, and then the mob's dead. Mm-hmm. Whereas the instant poison, you know. You get that it deals its damage up front, and you guarantee that full damage value of the poison proc. Um, Fan and knives has really been one of my favorite abilities that I've been putting a lot of work into, like figuring out how to optimize it, how to do as much damage as I can with this spell. Because this is the first time in you know the World of Warcraft timeline that rogues actually get a true area of effect damage spell. You know, classic and burning crusade. All we had was a blade flurry that two targets. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, on cooldown, 15 seconds, two minute cooldown. Yeah, you look awesome when you get to pop it, but you don't get to pop it yep. much, especially with as right. fast as we move through stuff now. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Fan of Knives, I think, has a lot of potential trying to find all the little weird interactions I can, ways to, you know, cast it more often, way to make each cast deal more damage, because that's the lack of AOE damage really was putting the warriors ahead of the rogues, I feel. And now I have the tools, and also warriors are not as strong as they have been in previous expansions. But now, now I can win. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Warriors have been my, my mortal enemies <laughs> as the other melee class that was basically just always better than my melee class. So I've been really mm. thinking about getting my rogue into a TK run to get the rod. Yeah. But oh, I'm, the Rod of the Sun King. Yeah, but I'm wondering if they're going to change it to one of those things where it procs, where it says procs way less on anything over level 73 or something like that. You know what I mean? Type of deal. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm literally gathering data on that as we speak. My beta client is open. I'm at a target dummy hitting. <laughs> Um, cause I, I wondered that too. I'm like, you know, it, all these items that I'm considering for fan of knives, you know, I've largely just assumed that they would have the same proc rate they did before, but it's worth retesting cause some of them get a nerfed proc rate and some of them, they get a nerfed proc rate and they don't even say in the item description, oh, they don't but say it's a lower, lower See, chance to trigger. And I just wondered if they would do that for anybody that doesn't know, Rod of the Sun, the Sun King uh, has yeah. a chance to on hit to give a a warrior five rage or a rogue ten energy, and so you can see if you're hitting mm-hmm. thirty mobs, you can see how that would just like prop your rage up, especially if it doesn't have an internal CD, right? Right, it does not. You can get multiple triggers of Rod of the Sun King off of the same cast of Fan and Knives, you know, back to back off of multiple hits from the same spell. And the the idea is that like, yeah, Rod of the Sun King is going to have a little bit less weapon damage than maybe one of your Wrath of Lich King alternatives, but it's allowing you to cast more Fan of Knives. So you take a little bit of a hit in terms of 
damage per cast in order to cast way more. Well, hopefully, well, enough more to make it a, a benefit. Um, that's the idea. And, you know, the exciting part of the beta for me is going and trying to find this stuff out. And, you know, some people might want to wait until the game actually releases to go do all that investigation. But I like to be very prepared ahead of time. And I, I you know, I, uh, a lot of what I do is guide writing. So I want to have, you know, I want to know for sure, you know, is this proc rate nerfed? Is it better than, you know, some alternatives? Does this item work? You know, I, I want to have that information available so I can provide it to the people that come to me for that kind of advice. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's get into and not work. I didn't hear the intro either. Just so you know, Those oh, aren't coming I did not. Us. It did. I don't think it worked. Oh, no. Hmm. It well, I don't know. Give me one second, I might be able to fix it. If not, we'll just have to go without it. Listen, I feel like Bob just uh took this time to talk to Simon Eyes about his rogue, and Josh <laughs> and I were kind of like, hmm, I have no idea what that means. Josh, do you play a rogue? No, I played a rogue, it was the only character I had in OG WoW. Um, mm -hmm. and I've like kind of refused to play one this time around. <laughs> I, and I'm the guy who's leveled, like, I have a disgusting amount of tunes. Um, <laughs> Ro Rogue is the only one I've not really fired up and given any attention to. So it's just like, yeah, it's not me. Yeah. Listen, I feel like I've gotten ganked by too many rogues that I have this eight, four rogues <laughs> that I just will not play them. I, I beeline to rogues in PvP that nothing feels better than killing a rogue in this game. It is fucking the best feeling and I do it on a very, <laughs> very regular basis. You want to hear a really old Simon yeah. story back, yeah. back when, you know, original 2004 World of Warcraft came out and my cousin showed me this game is like, Simon, you got to play this game. I'm like, all right. So I made a hunter. I was like, man, that'll be cool. I'll have a pet, you know, you know, the pet and I'll shoot and it'll be great. And then I leveled the hunter up. I played the hunter for a while. And then I would do battlegrounds. I do Warsong Gulch <laughs> and I'd res up at the graveyard. Then I'd run into the middle to fight that. But they'd always be able to see me and they'd always just all come to me and kill me. And I, you know, it wasn't fair because it was like three V one. So then I was like, man, if I make a rogue, then I can just stealth and pick all the fights. So I can only pick ones that are advantageous to me. And then I did that. And uh, then I just stayed with that class ever since, really. That's why as a holy priest, I die a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? You don't get to pick your fights. I am the advantageous uh, fight that they're looking for. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> yes, and I die a lot. Although I did, I was a druid for a little while, and I was like, oh, this will be great. I can, like, stealth around, right? And, like, then mm -hmm. get up and heal. And then I found myself in this realm of, like, stealth walking, which is very slow. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, I'm coming. Slowly. And it'd be, like, <laughs> ten minutes later, and I'd finally get to the other side, and I was like, okay, I gotta find this balance of when you go stealth as to when <laughs> <laughs> Once you get really good, you literally stealth right before, like, at least when I'm doing quests, like, I stealth right as I land next to the mob and and do a immediate opener. Like, if you mm -hmm. get, like, you start to get the timing down extremely good. 
Yeah. Rogue's a funny one to me to go on a, a light rant and please don't anyone in this call take this personally, particularly <laughs> you, Simon Ice. I know you're much more PVE oriented. So like, you know, PVP might not be your focus these days, but you know, I, mm-hmm. I mainly focus on world PVP and stuff these days. So uh, my feelings towards Rogue's are funny because you talk about, you know, obviously all the, the lovely things that rogues can do and how amazing they are in PVP mm-hmm. and, you know, top of the, the heap and everything that attracts obviously the, the, the best of the best as well. You know, amazing uh, players play rogue, very high mm-hmm. skill players gravitate towards this class that might be the meta in PVP and can do all these amazing things. The, the side effect of that is it also attracts all your fucking, you know, casual Larry's that think that they're mm-hmm. going to turn into PVP gods simply by rolling this class. And so mm-hmm. that's the part that I've really reveled in is I actively seek out and I will go well out of my way to kill a rogue. I don't care if it takes 10 minutes out of my you know, <laughs> day or whatever because I love finding these fucking frauds who are terrible at PvP who were just looking for the the lazy, you know, oh, I'm so good at this game. <laughs> no, you picked the class that put you in the best position because you're fucking terrible. And like mm-hmm. they are rogue. I think rogues would get so triggered when they lose in PvP because they think they're supposed <laughs> to be the best just because of what they did at the class selection screen. Well, you, uh, you play Pally, right? I respect that. <laughs> I play a bit of everything, Bob, but like, yeah, I've been, I've been PVPing lately on an enhanced shaman and a, uh, uh, I have been PVPing on a prod pally, which is terrible, obviously, but I switch over to ret sometimes. It's good against rogue and, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I, I hate running into prod pallies. I'm like, fuck. Right, right, right. I, um, yeah, it's, so it's mainly uh, Red Paladin and Enhanced Shaman on the journey to 1 to 60 that I've been PvPing on just lately in the last month or two. I just hate the, the bottom feeders, and it oftentimes seems to be rogues, but the ones that just come down and kill us, lobies, like, for... She's like, dude, really? I at least... Oh. Like, I'm thankful when they're the ones that kill you once, you know, mm-hmm. and then move on. I'm like, okay, fine. But, like... When they just kill you multiple times, it's like, dude, is this how you get your yeah. kicks off? Like, that, oh, is this really fun? One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to go on the greatest unhinged rant <laughs> on my podcast. It'll be like, absolutely do not let your children within 300 feet of the speakers because I'm going to say some words that should not be said publicly. And it'll be a, it'll be a rant about like the way in which, uh, you know, ganking lobies is terrible. I tweeted out the other day because this happened to me. I was like, you know, what's smaller dick energy than ganking lobies, ganking lobies in groups? Because I had this like pack of like uh, two or three guys come around and gank me in Hellfire when I was level 60 and they were level 70. And I'm like, is yeah, seriously, like, is your fucking dick that small that you need backup to kill the 60s and have a laugh and slap each other on the back? Like, you fucking losers. Oh, right. Man. And again, like yep. Bob said, I don't care. You kill me once, whatever. Like, do your thing. Like, you come back and kill me again? No. Like, you need to go find a life somewhere else because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yep, and the yep, smooth yep. brain response is always ha, 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 PvP on a PvP server, bro. Oh my god! Like one. just just say that to show me how dumb you are. You <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like what was getting said to us on White Main when we were down to like fifteen percent of the, the population being ally, and we're oh, like no. having to run in to SSC, like literally die four times before we could get in the, the mm-hmm. dungeon. 
and people are like, uh, "It's a PvP server on the on the on the white main Discord." It's like, dude, <laughs> you just not be a dick. It's fine if you kill us in the open world. We fight whatever. Like, but seriously, like you're just sitting here killing people that aren't even fighting back, trying to walk into a dungeon. Yes, I know it's a PvP server, but you're. This is completely dumb. I'm I'm all for PvP shenanigans, but I really draw a hard line at ganking lobbies. Yeah, same. Yeah, like I, I don't even kill goes, them. Whenever someone goes and says, you know, oh PvP on a PvP server, heard you dirt. It's like it's a perfect example of tell me you're stupid without saying you're stupid. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like because my big thing is like uh, my personal rule is if someone is five levels, uh, sorry, if someone is like six or more levels below me, I don't touch them. I've recently kind of upped that to three because I've gotten a little bit better at PvP. So like if if I'm level 70, I actually generally now, okay, if I'm max level, I won't touch anyone below 69, right? But if I'm leveling, I won't touch anyone three levels below me, right? Same. Um, I mean, because I, just I want to create as fair a fight as possible. So like, it's when people say PVP on a PVP server, bro, if it's, if, if it defeats a fair fight and one side has a 99.99 or scratch that 100% chance of success, it is not PVP on a piece PVP server, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always mm-hmm. felt like the PVP servers should have always had some sort of cap, like, like for oh, absolutely. attacking, but like that opens absolutely. up like lobbies being able to heal somebody or something like that. Like, but there's ways you can mm. fix that. Like, I just feel like a yeah. hardcore server it was PVP would be awesome, but only in the first week because it would fall apart once max levels came down yeah. to kill lobies, you know, and it's just dumb. Yeah. It's got to be addressed in future MMOs. And I think Ashes of the Creation is cooking up a pretty cool system to get around the ganking issue. So I'll be interested to see what they do. Yeah, it'd be cool. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to try to move into the news. If the bumper doesn't work, then, you know, <laughs> I'll just have to, I'll just have to throw them in and post. Yeah, no, it's not working. This is weird. Oh well, well we're gonna yeah, have to deal. Have, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with that later. That's the bummer. All right. Well, first off in the news is the uh, realm consolidation on the ninth. Looks like it mm-hmm. went pretty good, and I was afraid the servers were gonna be down forever, but they came up actually earlier than they said they were gonna come up. So mm-hmm. everything went good. Anybody have anything yeah. to say? Any? No, I mean, it was was one of the most overblown things ever, really, because, like, it was kind of built up, oh, the realms are being consolidated, ooh, you know, lots of things are moving and shaking in the world of uh, Classic. But Mm -hmm. all those servers, we all know, had, like, you know, virtually no one left playing on them. So the amount of people this actually impacts is, you know, beyond minimal. Yeah, it was just kind of a bummer, you know, to be honest, like, some of the names on them there, you know, Scarab. These were like, these were like, like legendary servers back, you know, in classic, and now they're gone. It's kind of sad. Pull one out. Pull yep. one out for Scarab. Pull one out. <laughs> All right. Um, so the uh, the um, next thing that I that I wanted to talk about is something that Zy- that that Zyrene first mentioned on this show way back in like episode one hundred and two. Um, was about the possibility of of Warcraft logs uh, changing the way it it parses things like tricks of the trade and things like mm-hmm. hysteria or whatever the new thing it's called. Um, yeah. Uh, and and since Simon actually wrote this, I thought it'd be great to just let him explain what what 
uh, the choices Warcraft Logs has. Yeah, can I put that article in chat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, here. Yep, I oh, have oh, my oh, chat open to uh, links. I'm not big enough to we go. stop that yet. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so the basically, so throughout Classic and Burning Crusade, we always had this ability to stack external buffs on particular players and then give them a huge advantage in terms of their damage output, right? Where like you get multiple bloodlust during your brutalis, or Which you know I you get a bunch campaign. of power infusion and you know uh, innervates during your nether spite parse in your blue beam or whatever. Well, you, dude, you know, external bus. I sorry, camp- what? Oh, I was just gonna let you know. I camp. I campaigned hard on on the show and in the con the content creator uh, Discord prior mm-hmm. to TBC coming out for them to stop. Uh, like just make it so you can't swap groups during a and fight because I knew mm-hmm. the bloodlust thing was going to suck for most yeah. of us. But yeah, sorry, I just want to I just want to throw. Oh that yeah, in. yeah. I mean, I I I didn't really consider that, but now that you say it, I think that could have made it you know much less degenerate. <laughs> you know, just say like can't switch groups in combat, and then like that that solves a lot of problems actually. Um, and restricts a lot of the more degenerate things you can do. Yeah, I tried. Nobody, (laughs) yeah, nobody wanted to hear it at all. Listen, it also messes up a lot of healer add-ons when you switch tanks in combat. It's like all of a sudden they disappear, and it's bad. Yeah. So, so like that—that's how it has been with you know buff stacking being possible. And like, really, if you're a player that's trying to compete to do as much damage as you can on a boss, people like doing that. There's a lot of people that do that. Um, You know, if you can get a setup with three bloodlusts being fed to you on your brutalis or, you know, extra innervates or power infusion as a caster, that puts you on just like a level above everyone who doesn't get that treatment. So it becomes kind of a requirement to compete in that way, Um, which it narrows the competition significantly because, you know, only one person can do that in each raid. And maybe your raid isn't even willing to feed all those buffs to one person to, to elevate them to that level in the first place. Um, so it, it kind of hurts the competitive aspect that a lot of people enjoy. Um, so with Wrath Lich King coming out, there's more external buffs. And if everything's handled the same way as it has been in Burning Crusade, it's just going to exacerbate this problem. You know, you can have three rogues chaining tricks of the trade on your one chosen buff recipient. So they permanently have the 15 percent damage boost from tricks of the trade. Or you can have death knights, you know, all doing their hysterias back to back on on the same person. Um, And I think there's a couple more, but these two are. Uh, special for a particular reason. Tricks of the Trade and Hysteria, they're just percentage damage buffs. They're not changing, you know, the number of attacks you do. They're not changing your critical strike chance. They're not providing you resource generation. And those are like qualities of power infusion, bloodlust, innervate that make them very difficult to calculate exactly how much damage those buffs are adding. We all know they're adding a lot, but 
to say exactly how much is actually really difficult. Extremely With hard, Tricks yeah. of the Trade and Hysteria as just percentage damage buffs, you can get really, really close to being able to calculate just exactly how much damage those buffs are adding. And once you can calculate that or get you know really close to the true value, then you can say, well, maybe we don't attribute the damage gain to the recipient of the buff like we do with every other buff. Maybe we attribute it to the caster of the buff. They're the one providing it to the raid after all. Um, that would make sense. Or maybe you say, we don't attribute it to anyone's you know, damage ranking and we just keep track of it you know, kind of externally to see how much it's adding. And uh, that's kind of the three main ways those could be handled, you know, like everything else where you attribute it to the recipient or attribute it to the caster or, you know, just keep track of it, but don't give it to anyone. Um, and I think, you know, it, probably the best way to handle it is the one that's least prone to abuse. Uh, least prone to like having some kind of degenerate gameplay that you know involves three rogues all doing tricks of the trade on the same person um and the the least prone to abuse i think is that third option of just separate it from from everyone take it away from everyone you know keep track of it so you know rogue can say like look i am providing this value to the raid uh, that's useful information but don't make it affect the damage rankings and i think that uh causes the least disruption to the even playing field of trying to compete for damage dealt. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea if, if they do mix it up, like Simon Isa said, and sort of make it uh, more, uh, you know, attributed to the, the, the caster rather than the recipient. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, with the, we made the crack last week on countdown. I, I was talking about the analogy of like, it's like, you know, we get situations with, uh, depending on how degenerate we want to get. This cracked you know, me up too. Yeah. Like, like the paying for sex argument, you know, because <laughs> we talk about like, um, we talk about, you know, innovates being thrown around and, you know, all the majors, you know, slyly whisper the druid and go, Hey, mm -hmm. how about that innovate bro? And, you know, whether it leads to things like, you know, paying for passes and oh, I'll pay you some in-game gold or like, you know, fuck probably whether it's 10, so I'll slip you 10 bucks in your fucking PayPal or something. I don't know. But then you extend right. that to tricks of the trade, which is so damn good or hysteria or whatever you want to talk about. And it's like, you know, we don't need to, to stretch the imagination that far to think about how low fucking classic players would go in order to get the advantage <laughs> here. And yeah, I, I made mm -hmm. the analogy of like, you know, while player people would never admit to it, they're like, you know, sidling up to the dark alley asking the rogue for a fucking quick turn in the back seat you know <laughs> I, I remember like, in, in yeah. one of my raids on the beta we had a damage dealer drop mid-raid and we replaced him with a warlock and before that warlock even got to the raid i get a whisper from him and he goes simonize is your tricks taken already can can you cast tricks on me and I had, I told him, I was like, this guy isn't even in the raid yet. And he's probably whispering the other two you, or three rogues. I'm in pretty the raid. sure. Like, was, it, uh, was it right before we did Sarth free Drake? Uh, oh, I, I remember getting a whisper. We were in military wing. I don't remember particularly oh, okay. if it was the raid you were okay, in yeah, also. No. We got not, a new but, warlock at the raid that I was in with you. It was Sarth three Drakes. And he whispered me and I was like, sorry. Mine's all ready taken by Clem. I'd been giving it mm -hmm. to him the whole whole raid. Yeah, I, so I had to tell him that I could not, I could not 
break the sacred rules of dibs and that someone else had already <laughs> called dibs on well, my oh, yeah. Dude, Simon, how about <laughs> this? Shotgun rules must apply. How, apply yeah. how, how bad does it, does it piss you off when a ranged asks for it and then they're not in range and it like pulls up your pointer and it jacks up your whole rotation? Oh. <laughs> Pisses me I, off. I've got my macro set up so like if I press the button and the guy's out of range it just doesn't do anything it doesn't change my target it doesn't doesn't mess me up at all but uh whenever a range DPS asks for it I tell him this shit's a 20 yard range if you're not in range I'm giving it to a melee and then right. like mid fight like if I see the little range indicator is red I just change the target to you know my friendly rogue whoever's right next to me. Okay, you're and gonna have like, to better luck next time. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna have to give me your macro because mine I have I have three. I have the cancel aura, mm -hmm. which you, you you know I use, uh, which I wish I could just have in the same macro. I don't know why I can't, but um, and then I have my one for the. DPS, and then I have one for the the uh, main tank, you know, and I'll use that on trash normally. And then the one for the DPS, for some reason, if the person's not in range and I hit it, then my little cursor turns like, you know, like I have a spell to cast on something. And then mm -hmm. it, it like messes up other macros and I have to hit escape, retarget, whatever I was on. Like and it's a real pain in the ass. So I'll 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 uh, have to get your actual macro. Okay, so I'm let me give to my dig it up right this. now. Because here's the thing: is I I'm a data person. I look at data and I like to analyze data. And I guess knowing that somebody is casting, you know, tricks of the trade or innervate or you know all of these support things. Right now, they're doing it to help somebody else's parse, right? They could be doing it to help their parse, which you'd get a similar situation, right? Mm -hmm. But what if we had some sort of like support damage or support, you know, metric, right? That you could still track that was still in their profile. Because if you've got a rogue that is 99 parsing but mm -hmm. never using tricks of the trade because it's actually hurting. a dps loss for the rogue until icc tier two piece tier right. i think yeah because you're actually so, using so energy to give yourself nothing at the point if you're just giving that away and it's not right. on your so if it doesn't go right. anywhere or it you know if it doesn't go anywhere then there's no motivation to use it right then you're just mm -hmm. hindering the raid because you're not using your support materials mm -hmm. to, or your support, you know, abilities to help the raid get further. So if yeah. there was still something on it that could at some way factor into their parse, but not be the determinant of their parse, right? Like you did this much individual DPS and this much support DPS, yeah. then you could still see the benefits of those classes. So I'm fairly certain that uh, Final Fantasy logs or flogs, as I lovingly refer to it, um, <laughs> does this. Um, they, I'm pretty certain. If Final Fantasy 14 fans think I get this wrong, let me uh, let me know. But for years, my understanding has been that they divvy it up into two categories, where you can clearly see your raid DPS versus your individual mm -hmm. DPS. So mm -hmm. yeah, any buffs you throw out to other classes immediately jacks you up in the raid DPS category. So people can see, oh, this person's fucking hitting their buffs and doing their job. Yep. They are a good contributing member. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's right. and what Zyrene talked about when he came on. He talks about the guy that runs uh, Warcraft Logs is a big uh, is a big Final Fantasy player too, mm-hmm. and so that's what gave him the idea, I guess. Yeah, and I think it just helps those classes that maybe don't come in and top the DPS charts, but they don't top the DPS charts because they're allowing the people who are topping the DPS charts to top the DPS charts in a way, right? Right. Right. Which is what basically shaman do in TBC. <laughs> right. But in World of Warcraft, it's just something that's kind of difficult to measure. Like, as you, like we all know, you know, Bloodlust adds so much damage to everyone. But when you want to measure it and say exactly how much damage did it add, that's a much more difficult question. Extremely hard, yeah. yeah. Um, like, you know, you get a bunch of extra attacks, you know, a warrior. You know, maybe some of those extra attacks were criticals and triggered the flurry attack speed bonus for even more. Or maybe they would have maintained flurry without the bloodlust or, you know, these extra attacks are giving extra rage as well. Okay, well, what are they spending the rage on that they wouldn't have otherwise? You have to be able to break down so much. And my again, I don't play Final Fantasy, but uh, what I've been told is that a lot of the buffs in Final Fantasy follow the tricks of the trade model, where it's just a percentage damage buff, making it much easier to calculate um, how much is being added. And I do see a problem. If they go through with this change, I do see one problem, and there might be others, or this might not even be a problem, but correct me if I'm wrong. If tricks of the trade is used on warriors... It's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit harder because they are going yep. to get more rage because of that. And that part, you can't really, you know, right. like they're going to be doing more damage. So even when you take that 15% off the top, they did more damage because of that tricks regardless, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So their resource generation just scales directly with their damage dealt, which makes warriors and, you know, feral bear druids, you know, with the same rage mechanic, uh, it, it kind of the edge case that doesn't quite work for this, you know, calculation. But pretty much every other class, you know, it works totally fine. And I, I'd say it's good enough on a warrior to to do this separation via calculation. Yeah, and I would agree. And honestly, when you're going to be giving the warrior tricks is when mm-hmm. we're in, you know, TOC and ICC, and the warrior's mm-hmm. going to be just, I mean, he's not going to be rage-starved at all. It's like at the yeah. end of an expansion, you know, warriors are not rage-starved not rage starved normally just because you're I doing mean, so much more damage. Couldn't you do mm-hmm. some sort of equalizer, right? Like, if you got one tricks, it, you know, gives you this much of a, say, penalty, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. kind of takes you down a notch right like whether it's you know one percent ten percent like i don't know what it is right but some sort of percent straight damage correct but i'm saying like if you would have parsed you know with this much damage then you get x amount taken off for every tricks you get you get x amount taken off for every lust you get right like regardless of how much damage you did during that time right because that's not but do you think that's Better than just taking the damage and putting it someplace else? Like, Yeah, I'm just saying the effort level to make the program that can actually 
discern which damage is due to tricks of the trade versus which damage is not. Well, and then that's what's cool. <laughs> what about if you it? get is it's just a, it's it's just a straight fifteen per uh, percent damage bonus. So. Right, and then you talked about warriors who now actually yeah. get to hit more. And but that's like, that's a small case though. Is all I was pointing out. Right, but I'm saying like, what if they use their trinket at the same time and their haste goes up and like. All I'm saying is that there there are a lot of different situations that I think we're not going to find the perfect model. I mm -hmm. guess we're just trying to find the least abusable model, right? Yeah. <laughs> least abusable is, uh, I think, the way to go. Yeah. Well, I'm I I'm kind of in the boat as a rogue player. I I I, I selfishly would not mind them putting it on my damage, but. <laughs> I've been trying to tell everybody that the rogues are going to be the kings of the expansion. And if that got put on top of our damage, I would be extremely right at the end of the day. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't like people are private server players are sleeping on rogues, especially combat. And um, yeah, and I think that might be a little unfair. I think it'd be good to have it in a separate category as your support DPS. I think that could be something you could really sell to guilds showing you're a mm -hmm. team player rather than mm -hmm. a, a, um, a, a selfish parser, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. And Simon, you're kind of on the same thing. Give it to like an yeah. NPC or like just a different category. Yes. Don't give it to the caster. Don't give it to the recipient, but keep track of it. I think that's the least abusable method to handle tricks of the trade. And what about you, Josh? What's your favorite? I have, uh, sorry, what's my what, sorry? Like, would you, would you rather the damage go on the caster? Like if it's a rogue and tricks, it goes on the rogue's damage, or would you rather go in a separate category of like support DPS for that player? Oh no, I, I'm all for like, um, uh, I guess, hmm, let me see. Neither really bothers me as long as it's not like, like I said, as long as we stray away from it being attributed to the person you've casted it on, I think it really mm -hmm. doesn't matter at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of with you there. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the uh, next thing is just to remind people, we did tell them about how stats and um, stuff are going to change on um, gear, but I wanted to remind everybody that uh, basically spell power uh, basically healing uh, power and spell damage are gone and it's just spell power and so like you could basically like like healers will have pretty good gear for when they switch you know their uh, their you know their whatever to uh, to damage spec you know like they'll have gear that's like comparable you know and it's basically all just one stat Along with spell power, armor penetration changes from a flat armor that it takes off to an armor pen value. Um, in addition to that, I believe Prot Pally gear, specifically spell power plate, changes to strength plate. I could be wrong on this. That's mm -hmm. not in the article, but I believe that that's the case too. And on top of that, basically uh, anybody who plays uh feral druid you've seen that you have specific weapons in tbc well in wrath every weapon you could use whether it be a dagger 
or a staff or whatever you can use as a druid class is going to show you that extra uh, uh, attack power you get in both cat and, and bear form. And only you as a druid can see that stat. Other classes cannot see that. So it's going to open up weapon choices for them a lot more. Did I miss anything there, guys? Or did I hit everything? I think that's about right. I mean, the I guess the, there's one more thing. You're, I don't think you said the critical strike rating on items and hit rating on items and haste rating on items. In TBC, those are separated to, you know, physical crit chance and spell crit chance and oh, physical point. haste and spell haste and physical hit and spell hit. Yep. Now it's all unified. You know, you just have critical strike rating on items and that boosts up your physical crit chance and your spell crit chance. And same for hit and haste, um, which is really actually pretty great for classes that deal both physical and magical damage. Like this is especially beneficial for rogues as their poisons become incredibly relevant damage sources, you know, 30 to 40 or even more percent of their overall damage output. And then the other half is physical and the poisons, they count as spells. So you, you know, if these stats weren't unified, you'd need to have some spell hit on your gear alongside your physical hit. But it's it's really nice that they're they're unified and makes these hybrid, you know, damage type uh, classes much easier to gear properly. Yeah, I assume Rhett Pallies it's huge for. I assume uh, what's the the little uh, shammy one everybody's Enhanced doing? Shaman spell damage and physical S damage. Yeah, spell hands or whatever they're doing now too mm -hmm. um, makes it a lot bigger. Like, and it just it, it just makes things a lot easier, and you don't you know. You don't have to like look at both, right? The, um, just to jump in, the the lack of a better word, the kerfuffle that has broken out over spell hands in the last couple of weeks amongst the community <laughs> oh has low key been the most interesting thing for me to watch. Like people are losing their fucking shit over <laughs> what is just like a non-event discussion in my mind, like. People are just very upset that Enhancement Shaman are now going to be reaching for, um, you know, spell power gear. And so it's just like a, mm -hmm. a gear competition thing. <laughs> but like, you know, gear competition exists. It's just that the pool is being expanded. Yeah. Um, and, and people are really trying to shoot down spell hands and also, you know, uh, the thing that Ruggs is trying to, to get out there now, the heel hand spec as well. Like I'm personally, I'm all for like, you know, Tinker with new stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. Spellhance is is just, the, from my understanding, Spellhance is just the term. It doesn't really change much with Enhanced Shaman as well. They take mm -hmm. pretty much all the same talents. They they just take a couple of different items or something that that goes with spell power. But like mm -hmm. people are, are up in arms, like oh, the, the meme of the Spellhance. This is bullshit. Just being Enhanced Shaman, and then the Heel Hands thing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You know, I don't want to. I don't want a non, you know, a fake healer in my dungeon group. And it's like, I just, I, I think it's I mean, funny. I, I, I applaud a bit of innovation. I don't know. We'll yeah. see if it works. I think a lot of players, you know, Wrath has been around for a while, and Wrath private servers have been popular for a while. And I think a lot of players approach it with the idea that, oh, you know, the game is solved. Everything's, you know, the optimal specs, the optimal this, the optimal that is all figured out, and. You know, the more I work on Rogue in particular, I, the more I think like, no, this is not 
figured out. Uh, there, there's mm. improvements to be made over the like existing game knowledge, which is really exciting to me. And like, so I'm yeah. all for this, you know, try this spell hands thing. Gear your shaman. If it does more damage, do it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and well play damage a- and healing at the same time. Love it. Innovate yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. WoW players are particularly, you know, gamers, I guess you could say, or people in general. But, you know, the classic player base is is averse generally to the point that they don't know everything about the game. And, like, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of players out there that, you know, if you start to toy with new ideas or, or get a theory out there that you want to test and actually, you know, see if it could work in a live environment people mm-hmm. just want to shoot it down as a meme like no if it doesn't already exist it's a fucking meme it's just a meme shut up mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's like that's well, not how these, it works these people that have been playing private servers for a long time feel like they've put in the work and the effort into figuring everything out right they're very and they want, their ways well and they want mm. to say like this is why we you know like we've been playing private servers we know what is going to happen and we know what's the best for everything and the reality is is that wrath is going to be different than what private servers were and you did not have the number of people playing private servers that you are going to have playing wrath and Mm -hmm. other people have innovative ideas and then people who have just gone through you know leveling up throughout classic experience are going to be like hey what about this and I think they're kind of like, I don't know, butthurt about it. They're like, wait, no, if I didn't think about it, then it's not real. Right. Like that, that's part of it. I, I do think that's part of it. Another big part of the, the butthurt itis is like, <laughs> particularly, particularly with regard to heel hands, um, you know, a, a couple of, of, of big fans of mine that I love had it out in my discord the other day over the heel hands thing. And um, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by heel hands because again, like I said, I have played a bit of final fantasy 14. I played healer in final fantasy 14. You know, the healer in that game is what I'm told is very akin to the healer in retail world of Warcraft, where you're actually a DPS turret who happens to heal as opposed to mm-hmm. the other way around. And, and I really, really cherished my role as a white mage in final fantasy because I fucking pumped, but also like very handily kept everyone alive and like, yeah, you you prioritize a critical heal over a dps spell but sometimes you really push the envelope you know and make you might make that tank sweat a lot where they're like does my does my fucking healer know what's going on here jesus um but the 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 massive edict in final fantasy 14 was you know but did you die and if you don't die or if you don't wipe then how then don't question the manner in which you get your healing quite frankly it is that my number one job as a healer is to keep you all alive if i do that shut the fuck up Dude, no, and, no, seriously seriously well, and, and so like when we talk about heal hands it it, it it's the the meta gamers are like i don't want a fake healer or a half healer in my dungeon if shit goes south or if it's going to cost me two minutes off my clear time and they don't want to let people learn it because they're like i oh, did fuck off i want a real healer who knows what they're doing you know i don't want to teach someone how to heal on heal hands that fucks up my fucking efficiency bro well, and you and you do go back to the whole thing. So many healers get the shit. Like, like uh, Wiki came on the show and said, "Well, if 
you know, people didn't die. You did your job. Good job. You know, and that's mm -hmm. all you get to do as a heal lots of times because normally healing charts don't like healing parses really don't matter in the grand scheme of anything. So it's neat to have an extra category of something to do, you know, and there is mm -hmm. specs in WoW later on that do do that type of stuff, but it, they, they were like, you know, after I thought the game went in a bad direction, so I didn't play them. But I've heard mm -hmm. about many mm -hmm. different damage dealing specs, you know, and even like melee healers, you know, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, but you were talking about the gear stuff, right? And people getting mad about gear. I don't know if this rubs anybody else the wrong way, but like, I'm a rogue, right? And, uh, and in, and in, well, I'm a rogue in wrath. Like, I mean, I'm a, I, I have a rogue in TBC, but what I'm saying is in cata in, in cataclysm, they give you bonuses that make you want to use all plate. If you're a plate wearer, mm -hmm. all male or all leather. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I was in with a friend who was a enhanced chamois. And he, we did a ten. We did a ten. We did a ten man next, and this is even beta. And he rolled on those leather pants, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Son of a bitch!" I'm just like, it drives me <laughs> nuts that they have so many options that they can roll on across the board. Yeah, and then like I can't roll on the higher ones, but then they get to take these pieces from me, and I don't know if that drives yeah. anybody else nuts, like that type of deal. I. I mean, it's a it's an advantage that the higher armor classes, the plate and mail wearers have that like there's well itemized items in leather, mail and plate, and they get to pick the best of the best, essentially. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're talk about like, you, you know, like the leather piece, you know, I have no doubt is, you know, the best thing or that particular one you'd be mentioning is is the best thing for that mail or plate wear just because. You know, you usually have a pretty limited number of items to pick from when you're talking about, you know, raid gear available in a particular phase. Um, uh, but like if you're looking at it from a perspective of we want to gear like as a guild, you want to gear up your whole team as effectively as possible. Then, you know, you give the leather options to the rogues and the male options to the hunters and shamans and the plate options to the warriors first. And then you kind of backfill the leather options onto your mail and plate wares. Because uh, if you start giving, the, this is my opinion, if that's not clear, um, if you start giving the leather options to the mail and plate wares first, then those plate and mail options that may not be best in slot, but are upgrades over what the players had before, those just start becoming disenchants and you start having less upgrade, you know, per week of rating um on your raid because like you chose to give give the leather option to the the plate wearer where they could have got the leather option or the mail option or the plate option as viable upgrades um and gosh i i wrote this in one of my guides on wowhead and i i received <laughs> so much toxic comments for writing this this suggestion that perhaps you know maybe you should give the leather options to the leather wearers first 
and, you know, let let the Warriors take their Fell Fury leg plates instead. You know, not quite as good as the leggings of Immortal Knight, but definitely better what they than what they had before. And people people are just up in arms in the comments. They're like, no, that's my bis. And it's a it's a this much upgrade over that item. And Warriors need to have this leather. I'm like, oh, yeah. OK, you obviously didn't understand, like even attempt to grasp what I was saying. You just saw someone being like, you maybe shouldn't get your bis item first and we're mad. <laughs> yeah. I, and I mean, I think that works the best and it works in a guild that does, you know, loot council, but you've got the mm-hmm. G, the GD DKP guilds. You've got like yeah. the, uh, you've got like just the, you know, the like soft res runs and then, mm-hmm. I mean, GDKPs are just going to go to whoever pays the most, but like, right. but like for those runs that you run where you're, you're going to roll, like it just really sucks to like pull out, like you have so much more competition mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with that. And yeah, that's one change I really kind of wish would have come over from Cataclysm sooner is where, you yeah. know, they give you a good bonus for using your actual armor class or just make it so they can only wear their armor class, you know? Something like they that. get uh, the plate classes I know get a little bit of bonus in their talents. They have like armored to the teeth or bladed, whatever. Just some talents that basically like convert armor into attack power, which means the plate items that have higher armor oh, on them Paul, just yeah. get a little extra attack power. It doesn't. It, it and those makes are really it, high up in the trees too. It's like really it, high up it, in it, the prot tree. Yeah, so it makes it like much rarer that a plate wearer would want a leather item or something like that, but doesn't totally exclude that possibility. That's a really good point. I had forgotten about that. That probably will be yeah. in the spec, a lot of the different like DPS specs, because it's so high up there in the, uh, in the prot tree. Good call. Good call. All right. Well, uh, all right. What's the next thing we got? Okay. So pre-patch mm-hmm. went live on the 10th. Did anybody get a chance to try out the, scourge in invasion oh yeah did you yeah yeah yeah. so uh, i played on the the test realm the ptr and first i was in stormwind and i was like okay kill all the zombies prevent the plague from spreading shut it down and i you know some we went to booty bay at the source of the infection and then i just kind of started pvping whoever was there tried to kill a prot warrior that didn't go so well. They've got some <laughs> new talent that's like reflects damage. I killed myself trying to kill the prot war. The prot war didn't even do any like attacks at me. I'm like, okay, Dude, just prot avoid that guy. Is gonna be now. a gonna be a thing in in PvP in uh, Wrath. It's, yeah, it is gonna be a thing. But then, then I got kind of bored of that. It's like, okay, whatever. It takes like ten minutes to turn into a zombie. Like this is very easy to quell the infestation if you want to at this point. So then then I got together with some people that were trying to be zombies. And we like go off to another town where like there aren't a lot of other people and we can all like convert to zombies to build up a little horde. We moved from Lakeshire through to uh, Goldshire. And then, you know, we, eat. the zombies could like put slime on the ground that would slow enemies and heal zombies. Um, so we try to like all huddle up in the big slime pile. Otherwise we're too slow and we get kited around by the players that are trying to kill us. Um, 
it, it ended up being kind of fun. But, you know, after after we put so much time into trying to build up our zombie army and then we got defeated, I was just like, OK, I'm not spending that time to build up the zombie army again. That's like we just got we ended up just getting kited and baited out of our slime piles <laughs> or whatever. Um, guide MMO said a good strategy to make sure that you do turn into a zombie is to get infected, then jump on a flight, like a long flight mm-hmm. path. Yeah. But then I assume once you, once you turn into a zombie, you can't use the flight path. So like, you'd have to like coordinate a gather up of people, but it looks like yeah. it could be a good time. Or do you think it's going to be more annoying for people than a fun time? Oh, I mean, the classic player base will find it annoying. They will. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> gonna have, I'm going to have fun with it, but I am a mm-hmm. very different player to the majority of the classic player base. I have no doubt that the fucking meta dude bro gamer is going to be like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm just trying to raid you. I'm just trying uh, to get in my GDKP and you made me late. They yeah. kicked me, you bastard. Yeah. If they're even logged yep. on because they raid log, but um, I mean, you know, it's going to be great content. I think if if you're, you know, if you do happen to stream or if you watch streams, I think mm-hmm. streamers hopefully, maybe, hopefully, will have a bit of fun with it. I'll have a bit of fun with it. But like, like I said, I I, I like different shit. I don't, I you know, I don't raid. I do other stuff mm-hmm. for kicks. I I stalked mm-hmm. a gold seller for an hour and a half and camped him the other day because <laughs> I just wanted to. And yeah. uh, you know, it's funny because That's like cool. while. While I was doing it, I was like, no sane WoW player would do what I'm doing right now because they'd be like, my gold per hour efficiency, bro. I could be earning running money right now. And I'm like, I haven't had this much fun in the game for such a long time. I am just, I yeah. know this guy is a gold seller. I don't want him in my game. I am hunting him like predator and I didn't leave him alone for 90 minutes. The only, I would have gone for four fucking hours. The only reason I stopped is he did somehow manage to lose me in Terracar while flying. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, so what Gosh. I'm getting at is like the zombie invasion sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have some fun with it and find a way to muck around. Josh, you're you're a rare breed of smart WoW player who recognizes that it's a game and it's supposed to be fun. You know, yeah. you see something fun, you do it, you know. Not everyone who plays WoW, and I'd I'd actually venture to say probably the majority of people who play WoW don't really think like it. It they're about this efficiency, about this you know min maxing, about that. They're not like stopping to think: is this actually fun? I mean, I get on Bob about that when we're questing, even where he's like, "It's like no, this is the more efficient way to do it," and I was like. Is this not just about having fun? Like I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah. doing this. I don't want to go to a dungeon and have somebody run us through it so I can get gear. Like I don't want to do that. Like I'm not. That's mm-hmm. not fun to me. Well, like I just. Want I tried to, to get you to just do sucking <laughs> temple the the right way with like all level fifties last night, and you were like, "No, I just want to quest." Yeah, because I like questing. It's fun. Yeah, but we have such a unique opportunity right now with everybody doing real dungeons. Like, I was just like, we could actually do Sunken Temple the right way. Mm -hmm. This sounds like so much fun. And you were like, nah. Like, all right, fine. Dude, Sunken Temple is the worst. You dodged a bullet there, Mel. (laughs) I was like, um, I'm pretty sure I remember Sunken Temple being hell. I call it, I, I did, now I've just coined this on the spot, guys, so you'll have to bear with me in this work mm-hmm. in progress, but I call it the Santa theory with World of Warcraft Classic, and this is kind of, you know, 
this is kind of how you push yourself to have a bit more fun in a way. But like, you know, it's guys, if you've got your kids listening, please turn off the speakers right now because I'm <laughs> going to spoil something that, you know, the kids won't want to hear. But, um, you know, it, it's like your belief in Santa, right? You're a kid, you're young, you, you think Santa's a thing and you're like, Santa, Santa, you know, how great is Santa? Then obviously as an adult, you, you know, not as an adult, yeah, I was 26 when I worked out Santa wasn't real, but no, <laughs> um, you know, you eventually work out Santa's not real and, and the magic of Christmas does kind of dissipate a little bit and it becomes about, you know, spending money on presents and, you know, who do I buy presents for and who do I shaft this year? And it becomes a bit more of a, a weird annoyance Christmas time in a weird way, but there's the magic gets washed away. Wow is the same thing in that, you know, you kind of have to tap back into that moment, you know, as a child believing in Santa to go out and do the things that might not be the most efficient or, you know, you know, wind up with all the presents under the tree and appeases the most people, but just do what's fun for you. And if it's dumb belief in something that doesn't exist, being, you know, the spirit of World of Warcraft, then who cares? Just turn a blind eye, go and do something that doesn't make you gold or earn an item, and you just won't have fucking fun along the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so Mel, Mel gives me shit about being, like, like wanting to be efficient. And that's one style of gameplay that I do. But I also do a lot of other styles. Like, for instance, I... Okay, I, it was a past stream just a couple of days ago. I named it Wasting Time. And mm -hmm. what I did on this stream, Mel was out of town. I was kind of sad, kind of low, kind of lonely, wanted, you know, Chad to talk to. But I just did the stupidest waste of time ever. We're both level 50 on our alts. I logged both of them in. Then I took my, my warrior, logged him in. He's on a... a, a Different accounts. So I had all three accounts logged in. I proceeded to do the entirety of BRD, killing every boss, because I don't think I've ever killed every boss. With them on follow, just getting them like like gear that I'm gonna replace, mm -hmm. like as soon as I go to uh to Hellfire Peninsula. Right. But I just had a blast just doing yeah. that that dungeon because it's so epic, you know, and I was trying mm -hmm. to, you know, figure out the quests. And like, I was like, okay, well, where do I go for this quest? Oh, shit. The key quest, I was supposed to talk to the guy again, mm -hmm. and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Damn it. You know, mm -hmm. And just like, <laughs> I just literally just like fumbled through on my own doing BRD. It's the most amazing mm -hmm. waste of time ever. But I had a, so I had a good like time that. doing it. And you also do things like when we were leveling in TBC in the Outlands where somebody would kill us and then you'd want to go hunt them down for the next like 45 minutes. Yes. And I'm like, and she, Bob. And she's like, Bob, I'm this like, is not no. efficient. And I'm like, but it's fun. We gotta <laughs> kill this guy. And, and I guess our efficiency definition is different here, right? Because like efficiency for me was like, I've got this quest, I've got this tracker. I want to move forward in the steps here. Whatever mm -hmm. you're doing is not helping at all. <laughs> like we're not making but any progress. He's killed me three times around. and I've only killed him twice, Mel. Yeah. He's like, I need to get word in. And I'm like, do you though? Do you? I, I spent right 20 back. minutes. No worries, man. I spent 20 minutes um, yesterday in wetlands. Um, I was doing the quest on my low-level warlock where you've got to go down to the south of the wetlands and, uh, you know, kill all the gnolls. Um, and I hate that quest. I, 
<laughs> it's it's actually it's actually a little bit more difficult than than people either realize or or whatever because the 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 packs are so tightly bound and they, they run turn off into a lot of really they early turn into a lot of uh, four and five pulls which obviously yeah. you, you really can't do so you have to try and pick off one and then run for your life and reset it and come back and pick off another one. Well, and anyway, they run at like 25%, which is so they early run very com- quickly compared they to run other. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. So like I'd finished the quest, no dramas, but then I saw a chest sitting there at one of the camps <laughs> and I was like, now I know there is just going to be a hunk of bread in that chest. I fucking know that, right? You and Mel are exactly about, the same. It's about creating little gamer challenges for yourself. And you yeah. know what? The, the game has fucking looked me square in the monocle and thrown down the gauntlet. Uh-huh. And I'm going to fucking do this. So I spent half an hour. I wiped three <laughs> times. I fucking, I, you know, you you think you're all over it. I'm a warlock. I'm going to, my void walkers on that one. I'm going to face tank this one. I'm going to fear that one. And of course the feared one runs in and pulls off another one. Or you backed up, you backed up into the fucking crocodile that was just sitting behind you waiting for you to be an idiot. And like I had, I had a frustratingly good time. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. and like that's half an hour with the joyous journeys buff. So I'm getting all like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat now, fucking yelling <laughs> down my microphone about this. But with the joyous journeys buff, half an hour is like three quarters of a level now, right? So I could have been hyper efficient, gotten my warlock from fucking twenty three to twenty three point seven five. But I said no, I'm going to have fun and spend half an hour on this and fucking had a much better time. Yeah, and no, I got I and I got the chest, and I had fucking nothing <laughs> in <you>? it. <laughs> yes, every time, every time, I feel like I get baited by these damn chests all the time because there's a chance, right? I literally like, say, "Mel, mm-hmm. chest." Yeah. Well, listen, it's like playing the lottery, right? Like, yeah, most of the time you don't get anything, but there's a chance that you mm-hmm. might. It makes yeah. it fun and, and, and exciting. These are the little things that, like, I am fucking begging the player base to to hear me out on it. I'm just like, when Wrath launches, for the love of all that is fucking holy, like, don't race to 70. I know you think you're a big dick gamer and you've mm-hmm. got to get there and fucking, my, you know, get all my gear and my passes and I'm the best fucking WoW player of all time. For the You know, just please stop and smell the roses. Please, when you mm-hmm. see these little moments in mm-hmm. Northrend that, you know, might be fun to do or challenge you. Don't say no, cause it's going to cost me time. Just do Dude, take what the game gives you. In T in TBC, Mel and I had a five, had a five man group. We spammed, we spammed dungeons. It was with corpse who, uh, who, you know, one of my real, my real life friends I've known for 20 years. And then another guy in our guild, I count. By like level 65, we all just hated each other. Like we literally just like didn't like each other. We yeah. didn't want to hang out yeah. anymore. Like we were just like, okay, if you make that joke one more time, I'm going to like lose my mind. You know, like, and oh it's just God. like, and it's just like, you just, it's the game's like not meant to be dungeons, played that like, way. You know, happy go lucky. It was like, oh, we're going to get to 70 so quickly. It'll be so much fun. And then it was like, Okay, okay. Are you gonna pull that again? What are you? T- what are you talking about? Why are you talking? Come Why did on, you just do go. that? Just like <laughs> screwed up <laughs> our whole run here. What? Yeah. And you just get so angry. It is just not like worth Bob it. Bob and I, Bob and I, were able to keep our sanity because we would quest 
when the group wasn't going on, right? So like right. during the times where the group wasn't going on, we were like, okay, let's go quest. We've got to do something different mm-hmm. in the game so that our whole focus isn't just on these one or two dungeons that we have to grind a trillion mm-hmm. times, which we didn't mm-hmm. have to, right? But we were in that like group of, hey, let's get to 70 as quick as possible well, so we, we can get the first lockout and we can raid and, and we kind of that. We kind of did have to because we were a guild going down from 40 man to 25 man and we wanted right. to make the cut to get in the run, you know? And like, mm-hmm. that's what, ev- like, it's more on guilds to just say, hey guys, we're not going to raid yeah. for two for two weeks re- yeah. regardless. Take your time. And yeah. mm-hmm. like, that's, that's really on them because... Difficult. It really is a pressure recruiting and stuff, right? Like recruiting and all of that stuff. Like if you like, we become a very much more casual guild if we say that's what we're going to do. Right. And then Mm -hmm. all of our more hardcore players that are helping to carry, maybe some of our more casual players, maybe Mm -hmm. decide, Hey, I'm going to go find a different, different environment that lines up with what I want to do. And, you know, so there is this fine balance between you know, playing hardcore, mm-hmm. playing casual, or playing this semi-hardcore area. And if you've got one or the other, if you've got a really hardcore guild or you've got a really casual guild, it's not really a problem, right? But when you're trying to play somewhere in the middle, which is where most people are mm-hmm. trying to play, it becomes very difficult because you have to please yeah. all parties or disappoint them as little as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dungeon grinding to 70 at the launch of TBC is one of the biggest regrets I have in my Me life. Me too. Same, same. Not, 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 in my, not in my gaming life, in my fucking life. <laughs> I, I would, I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic. I would do anything to have that week back. It was mm-hmm. horrible. Um, I, yeah, it, it, you know, it, I completely it, it, like, shut off the outside worlds. We mm-hmm. we played for ten hours a day for six days. You know, yeah, we got to seventy really early, but all the same things happened to us. You know, the friction started in the group. It wasn't yep. too bad, but a little bit of light friction of like, right. shut the fuck up and let's just get this done. And but like also like. You know, I, I I turned into a fucking horrible person. I was this sloth. <laughs> I was just so tunnel visioned on on the game mm-hmm. and like ignored everything in my my life. Yeah, you and and, and about it was that. just boring. It it wasn't fun. I had no At fun all. that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would do anything to take it back. And I will not make the same mistake in Wrath. Yeah, I think that is when Josh decided he should have fun in games. <laughs> the yeah, realization maybe, yeah. moment, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, we ended up like splitting up the group around level 67 and Mel and I just quested the final mm-hmm. way. But like it did, it drove a little bit of like a stake into me and Corpse's re, uh, relationship for a short time because mm-hmm. we had gotten so like, you know, like we had spent so much time together and you just get annoyed at the little things right and then it's like then it's even more about efficiency right so if one person makes a silly mistake it's like everybody else is just so annoyed because it's like we have to do this a thousand more times like we don't have time to deal with that like and yeah i mean it wasn't anything long lasting it's not like there was like this huge rift that developed oh yeah yeah it just wasn't fun it just it just definitely wasn't fun and it definitely like put stress on all on all parties and yeah i i i really think like i everybody's talking about doing dungeons up but and like how like the mega servers are going to be too rough but 
I've quested quite a bit in the beta, and the spawn rates are amazingly fast, even without hyper spawns going. So mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to have as many problems as, you know, like as there were before. And there's, there's like, you know, there's, there's uh, phasing in every zone, not in every zone, but in a lot of zones. So not only will you be on a different layer, there'll be, there'll be lots of layers, but you'll also be on different, different uh, phases of the zone and not be able to see anybody on the other phases. So the questing is not going to be that bad guys. So I okay, don't think you have to like leveling really push anybody it. who's been leveling right now though, with joyous journeys, like Josh, you can probably attest to this. It is mm-hmm. like the game is brand new right now in leveling. Zones. It, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely like, you know, breathe fresh life uh, back into the game. Um, you know, I'm still on a fairly small server, so it's not like it's noticeable, but it's not like, you know, people hanging from the rafters leveling everywhere. But mm-hmm. um, you've, I've definitely noticed it. And that's why, like, I when I was leveling up my shaman uh, now about two weeks ago, um, I reveled in world PvP. There were people to kill. You know, they were out there leveling and doing the thing. And... Um, I don't know. It, it it feels good, like people, because obviously, joyous journeys came hand in hand with the dungeon um, boosting nerf, and people. Mm-hmm. I, it's very noticeable that people are running more dungeons. I think it's oh, it's, it's died down. It's died down a little bit in the last week, just because I think I and looking at Ironforge.pro, it's it's might be you know something that leans into this as well. I think we have really hit the the period where where before pre-patch you know people are, are kind of not playing the game as much even though joyous journeys is here to entice people to play the game still i feel like people are taking that break now before wrath or pre-patch i'm not sure like numbers are going down it feels like there's fewer people around in the last week or so on my server i don't know what your guys experience well, is listen, like. as benediction as, is popping yeah okay? as far as mm-hmm. leveling it's we, it's popping yeah. like we like we are grouping up with different people for group quests Everywhere everything's we go. there Everywhere. What, about, what about an outland uh, we haven't really we haven't quested yeah, we haven't been out in and... Outland yet, and boosting still works sixty to seventy. So like true, but you but you kind of be silly to sorry, boosting still works. You're right. I was going to say, but you'd be kind of silly to level through Outland right now because right. the sixty to seventy experience gets the thirty percent nerf once the pre patch hits mm-hmm. yep. plus joyous journey. So yep. like I've been parking all my characters at sixty, which is yep. what people should be doing. Yeah. yeah which that's is what we're exactly planning to do. What right? we plan to do. But and but we've been in these zones, right? In every single zone. Now granted we're on Benediction, so it's all alliance, right? So we don't mm-hmm. get any of the world PvP. I mean I have seen a you know stray horde here and there. Yeah, we do get some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually just funny. leave them be, though, normally now, even <laughs> if they're the same level. I just like, feel bad I just, for them. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to attack them because I'm like, oh, they're playing. They're just, if they attack me, I totally <laughs> go after them. But like, if not, I'm just like, oh, just keep playing. We're really cool. Just keep playing. Endangered species. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of what it, it's, what it it's feels hilarious. like. When I see like a red frame, I'm like, whoa, is that Horde? But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch them. If I was on your server, I wouldn't touch them. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's weird, though, because as far as raiding, it seems like raiding Sunwell is really dying down outside of GDKPs. And let me get back to that part. But 
it's dying down in normal guilds and people just aren't wanting to show up to raid. And I mm -hmm. think that's due to the fact that like next we kept going the whole way through because we knew that everything in Kara was going to be a side grade and we were going to have a great jump. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. in wrath, it's literally like, like, like weapons you're going to replace at, you know, 75. And then mm -hmm. everything else is going to be replaced in next 10 mans. So like mm -hmm. getting like, there are certain things like the rogue, you know, two piece from Sunwell is, you know, good and going to be good for a bit, but like most of the gear you're getting just isn't worth it. But then mm -hmm. in GDKPs, I'm still going to Mount to Mount Hygel's where the sword from Archimond is still selling for 12 K. And I'm like, What's going on? Why? Yeah, right. Like they didn't get the then, memo. Like regular ratings dying down, but these GDKPs, there's still people paying tons of cash for something that's going to be worthless really soon, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. the 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 payments now. We're like wrath is literally right around the corner. Yeah. Um. And and the silly prices in some GDKPs that that I see people talk about like that, Bob. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm very much so like, but again, doesn't shock me because it's the the WoW player doing it, and like <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but but my fucking meta bro, um, it is silly. It is so silly. Yeah, they're all waiting on Transmog just to have it. It's fine. Oh man, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I did talk about this and what I've done this week, but I did get Sun Flare on my lock. Uh, oh, very cool! Last week, so I've got the bis offhand already. I'm gonna be switching from the staff. I'm gonna be pumping next week. Nice. Sorry, that was a little nice. off the topic, but uh, yeah, it was huge. Uh, oh yeah, well I got a blue ring in normal steam vaults for my pro <laughs> paladin. Ah uh, yes, killing very it, Josh. Cool too. Killing it. Very, oh, yeah. very cool. <laughs> See, that's that's the whole thing. Like, it doesn't matter what level you're at. That's why the BRD was so fun. I was like, oh, this is a great upgrade for her right now. Oh, this mm -hmm. is a great upgrade for me right now. You know, it's just like super, super Listen, cool. Listen, you guys, my journey through being a ret paladin, let me just tell you, is slightly miserable, especially with Bob being and a I shadow priest. <laughs> Oh, are you playing red? Are you playing red in Wrath, Mel? No, oh, but I what? kind of want to play holy. Oh no, no! Treat mm. yourself. Treat yourself. Play red paladin in Wrath. Trust no, me. Listen though, like first of all, I don't really like melee. Okay, so there's that, and it's been kind of okay. But ever since Bob went shadow, now he, I feel like, is doing way more damage than me, and I'm just sitting mm -hmm. there auto attacking. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to freaking, and then he dots like seven different things. And I'm like, Which you know, I I'm can't, doing more damage. you know, I can't <laughs> get these things off of you because I can <laughs> consecrate and then single target melee one of them. And yeah. But then after I dot him up, I switch to heal and like, we're all good. Yeah. Gucci. Which also pulls more aggro. Yeah. So Mel is just, <laughs> you know, waving her freaking sword around. Um, but it's very, I don't know, it's its a new its a new feeling. I don't know that I really like it. Sometimes it's kind of fun. I feel like it's different. I've always played a healer, which mm -hmm. I played a pally to play a healer. But I mean, you me worked red. up a mage to like level 57 or whatever. It was the most horrible experience of my life. I hated the mage. Oh my God. Listen, I don't know. Something did not click with me in the mage. 
this whole like AOE stuff. No, never. Mage mage leveling weirdly seems particularly rough. I like mages, but leveling one is like pulling teeth sometimes for some reason. I got to like 58 and I never touched it again unless I wanted it to portal me somewhere. Like I didn't even work it up to 60. Like I was so annoyed. Um, but the pally, like, I don't know, like this whole Rhett Paladin thing. It's just, mm, I don't know. I can't do it. But you think they're going to be good in Wrath, Josh? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, they're, 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 they oh, are they're, amazing yeah. in Wrath. Like, so this is like, I, I, I had been told already, you know, yeah, Rets are amazing and everything. And I know a lot of specs are amazing. And it's just a horses for courses type argument at this point. But it particularly resonated with me. Like I said, I fired up the beta and said, all right, I've not played the beta, but I'm going to put in two or three hours in a session right now. I'm going to create one you know uh template 80 character of the four or five specs i am seriously interested in wrath i know i want to play prod paladin but i need to confirm that and so i fired up all these characters i did a a, a, um, a warlock sorry a, a warrior a paladin a shaman um something else a hunter and i just tried them all i sat in ice crown for mm -hmm. about 20 minutes on all of them and just tried to mow through as many mobs as i can just to get the feel of combat and also mm -hmm. how they felt when shit hit the fan right and by far and wide the red paladin was the winner sorry about my dogs um <laughs> it, it just like there were there were times when you know i I had like 10, yeah, they were undead. So obviously your, your ability is a little bit more useful as a paladin. But like there were times when I had, I, I would pull 10 and just be like, yep, 10 of you come to me. <laughs> and I was hitting, I was hitting the one button macro that everyone's talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, I was not even almost sweating. Like, yeah, you'd get down to 25% health during the pull, but you weren't stressed because you knew they were all almost dead. And like you'd finish the you'd finish the pull, they'd all go down in you know twenty seconds or whatever, ten mobs, and you have twenty five percent health but seventy five percent mana. And I've been you what? know hitting my hitting my art of war procs and everything, and just like I, I can't. And then like you you eat or you heal up for five seconds, and then you're back to the next ten pull. It was insanity. Well, what hmm. sucks about that is they actually get a pretty fun rotation in Wrath, but it is one one button mac macro bowl and i think yeah. it's more efficient for anybody to actually use the one button rather than actually doing the rotation which kind of like for someone like me who went from doing the one button thing i don't know how much more satisfying it would be that the one button's doing different things but i'm still hitting one button like, I don't know. You, you can still manual. Like, obviously, you can not use the one button macro. You know, you can elect not to use it if you want to push yourself a little bit. And, like, I, I personally, Josh. well, well <laughs> that's the thing. I, I'm not, I'd have to double check. I'm not necessarily sure if the one button macro is more efficient because there might be. I've heard it is. I, I don't to, know either. I need to check in on this. I'm not sure. And again, I'm, I'm not an expert in any means, by any means, guys, but like, I'm not sure if, um, I think someone was talking about this before, whether or not like divine storm is something you necessarily still want to be ripping off on single target. I'm not sure. Probably, but, um, you know, the, the one button macro, I don't think I have divine storm yet. Would I have divine storm? I don't think I do. I've never no, used it. No, so it, it, so. it doesn't I think exist until, yeah, I think until it's wrath. wrath thing. Okay, good. It's a wrath <laughs> ability. Yeah. So that's, that's the new, that's the new 51 point talent for, for rets in wrath. Right. And it's, it's a great AOE. It heals you up. And that's the reason through the healing that it brings you as well, that you're not sweating through these massive pulls. 
Um, but yeah, the one button macro is it's good for brain dead play, but I think there'll always be a, a spot for manual usage <laughs> of these abilities. Yeah, you could probably do it manually and make it a little bit better, but you'd have to be really skilled to do that, right? Like, and you'd have to do mm-hmm. your research and have the knowledge and all of that. I know that's what I love about the comp the 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 combat rogue is because you can make so many mistakes. Like that's why I'm just like I'm refusing to go assass assassination at the start, even though it's probably the smarter call. I'm gonna be combat, and then if like the other rogues want to switch later, like they're gonna have to see if that's okay. I'm gonna be combat Mm -hmm. from the start, and I'm gonna win (laughs) in the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, understand. Yep, and yeah, but I'm gonna have to get a lot better because I played with Simon Eyes and he kicked my <laughs> ass throughout the entire. Ra- I did, I did keep That's up with you, you here, on a good third of the boss fights. Yeah, I kept up yeah. with you, but then like he did, he came, he came and told me he was like, he was like, Simon Eyes is in there, and I did not do horrible compared to what he did. And I, I feel was like only I kept up three hundred well. DPS behind, but yeah, I was pretty damn close. Yep. And yeah. Yeah, and there was a little there, you know, I was also doing swords, which was dumb, but I just I just mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to try out swords. But uh Yeah. But but yeah, like I also got screwed on the overall damage on that run because I like an idiot died right at the start of Thaddeus. Oh no. Which means like, like four million DPS down the drain. Point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Didn't you kill everybody at one happens. point on that one? No, that was the Rugs raid uh, the mm. week before. Uh, Simon was in Rugs raid the, the Friday night, and I was in Rugs raid the Saturday night. But Simon I just wasn't remember Bob talking about something, and I go, "Did you kill everybody on the charge boss?" And he was like, "I already feel bad enough about it, Melissa." And I was like, oh, "They're not going to invite yeah. you back, Bob." It was, uh, yeah, oh, it was, no, yeah, it was bad, but. Yeah. A very supportive life over here. Um, <laughs> Everyone's allowed one per expansion. One one very embarrassing raid wipe. Well, at least I wasn't like Sarth who missed the jump twice. So oh, no. at least did I got really? that. He did on did stream really? with oh, everybody. No. Oh, he he was so embarrassed. You guys, My trick for that is I was sprint and then I just walk off the edge. Because if you got that movement speed buff, you don't even have to jump. That's fine. So, yep. then, yeah. so then it's impossible for me to miss time the jump. <laughs> yeah. Anybody I'm else? Though, that, like, I'm guessing that wouldn't work with Pursuit of Justice, though. That wouldn't be enough of a boost. I don't think it's enough. I'm sprint no, no, 70% no. move speed. Yeah, you, you got to go get fast. it up to 88 miles per hour, right? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> See, like that type of mechanic, I feel like, was wow just being like, <laughs> we're going to fuck with people, right? Yeah. Because it's right. like, why is there so much stress? about this one jump right in a a boss fight that could totally derail you right like every time you'll like you'll like see me on stream i like line it up i'm like don't fuck this up (laughs) like i mean it's 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 hilarious like frogger no frogger i've only died once to frogger and it was because uh it was because uh uh, butters freaking threw the the freaking snowball at 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 me and like <laughs> that got was me. Good. Oh, that, that, that I was epic. Think, 
I think the most stressful jump in the game is the Black Fathom Depths jump, uh, where like you're not fighting anything, everyone's quiet, and you just got to jump from platform to platform at the yeah. start of the dungeon. Yeah, and if you like fuck multiple. that up, it's just straight up embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then yep. everyone else it's waits a, a for point. you as you swim yeah, yeah. all the way around <laughs> slowly. Yeah. Uh, you guys, good. I encountered this in our questing the other day because we mm-hmm. were getting off the boat and I got off the boat too quickly. And, you know, there's like this little wedge. And then if you get off the boat too soon, you like go underneath the dock. And then I had to swim mm-hmm. all the way <laughs> under the dock and get back up on the dock. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, wait, is that the, I had this happen to me the other day. I, I'm not sure if this is what you just described. The, the one at Booty Bay. Like every day something dumb happens to me that I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. So like at Booty Bay, if you stand at the very edge of the dock um, and wait for the boat, the boats actually have these huge fucking wingtips on them <laughs> that have collision. And so they knock you off the pier. Oh, if no. You stand oh, at the wow. very tip, and then you fucking have to swim all the way around to the, oh, to the ramp no. at Booty Bay and you, and you can't get there in time to get the boat. And you don't boat. get the boat. You miss the boat. Yeah. I, oh, it happened to me the God. other day. I wanted to, I, I nearly threw my monitor out the window. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's oh, hilarious. I would have lost it. I would have lost it. Oh, man. All right. Well, going on to the next, I feel like we should skip this next one unless you guys really want to talk about it just due to time. Uh, yeah. The, the data mine stuff for the gear and items you're going to get for the past. I, I mean, I feel like Josh wants to talk about eh. this. Oh, look, I mean, I was going to say it just depends how long you want to go on about it. I mean, you go ahead. We could probably, yeah, I mean, I could probably do the short version in 30 seconds and say, look, <laughs> you know, shock horror, who could have seen this coming? The, the foundation is being laid maybe for more cash shop items being added mm-hmm. in, in uh, Wrath Classic. Now, look, I'm on the record for, for many years now saying, I have no personal drama with cosmetic items being available for cash in an MMORPG. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, some WoW players are really bent out of shape by this. You know, it became really cool, really, really cool to rally against Blizzard. And and yes, Blizzard is an absolutely, uh, you know, greedy company at times. And they took away our slash spit macro. (laughs) <laughs> because of this. There are just I think it's more if it was any other company selling cosmetic items in an MMORPG, people wouldn't say a fucking word. But mm-hmm. because it's Blizzard, we bring out the pitchforks and torches. Um look, well, why I, is I that? Just, is I, that because because we want Blizzard to be this idealistic gaming company that isn't actually a business? Because let's be real. No, it's because the the uh dark portal hearthstone is annoying looking and I don't want it in my game. <laughs> I want to be able to toggle that shit off. Like, that's not it's why. because World of Warcraft is more than just a hobby to so many people, and it, mm-hmm. anything, I mean, to me, anything will will boil people's blood. Which um, is fine. You know, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying it's un, Yeah, I'm not saying that's invalid to feel that way, but that's just how it is. People are yeah. very, very, very passionate about this game to the point that you know sometimes we do throw away, um, you know, rational thought and just go, you know, re you know, about anything, but like, that's okay. You know, whether you're for or against cosmetics, it does look like maybe something is coming. I don't care if it comes or not. I'm not going to buy mm-hmm. a fucking thing. I gave away my, you know, I won the bear mountain, my first um, Zulaman. I traded it immediately to someone else in the rake. So I don't give a what? fuck about that stuff. Yeah. Well, give Josh, like I, I do think, it, but... okay. So I do think you're right with this, 
Um, because okay, so back in TBC, we had the the what I forget what it was called. The pack you got gave you the toys, the mount, the uh, you, you know the um the boost and all that. But this looks like with the amount of different toys and things that are in this data mine, it looks like mm-hmm. way more than you would get for that little 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 bundle. It looks like there might be separate things in the shop just like retail and that's what i think scares a lot Listen, of people i mm-hmm. do not care if they yep. give like josh said cosmetic things if you give a weapon or you give something that's going to make a player have an advantage that's where i would draw the line right mm-hmm. but you, you, cosmetic mel, items mel, i don't give a fuck mel i want to get your take on this one because like this is the answer that nobody wants to hear but Blizzard would be fucking stupid not to do this. They 100% yeah. they would be stupid not to do this. And I'm sorry, yeah. it's a business, right? And the only reason they do things like this is because historically they have had a reaction to them, which is netted a profit, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to do it because they've time invested to get these little things into the game is minimal. And people will pay money for it. And if people pay Mm -hmm. money for it, they're idiots not to do it. And we're idiots to be opposed to it in all reality, because us being opposed to it means Blizzard makes less money, which means Classic gets less attention, right? And I'm sorry, that's the reality of the situation. It's fine to be upset about, like I get that people get upset that Blizzard makes easy money this way when they don't feel the money goes back into the game and the game is Fair. like, you know, not not well curated. That's totally fine to feel that way. I hear you. I hear you. Please believe me. But I still understand why Blizzard sells cosmetics and why it's, you know, still an okay revenue stream. But here's the real, and sorry, this is where I thought that the meat of the conversation was, Bob, rather than sort of skimming over this one. But like, you think about the hypothetical situations and how far they could go with this one. And the 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 true argument is like the the elephant in the room that is something like the spectral tiger mount. And like, you know, I kind of want them to do it because I like to watch the world burn. If they drop that spectral, <laughs> no, in all fucking seriousness, if they drop that spectral tiger mount in the shop for like fucking two ninety nine, oh. like $300 for that fucking mount. Number one, not only would a fuckload of people buy it, but number two, the fucking Reddit cost. So I'm swearing so much. I'm, oh, I'm not yeah. even drinking. I, you've got me so worked up. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, the 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 conversations that would erupt on Reddit and the forums, I would just pour myself the biggest drink and just like, <laughs> oh my god, it would be a, a, An a oh, just- what a day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I feel you. I think that it's, uh, and again, you can get mad at Blizzard, but in all reality, if nobody bought it, Blizzard wouldn't do it, and. Mm-hmm. That is the reality of the situation is that people will buy it. People playing the fucking game will buy it. And that's just what's going to happen. And that's why Blizzard's doing it. If people didn't Mm -hmm. buy it, Blizzard wouldn't do it. So don't necessarily blame Blizzard. Sure, they're the ones dangling the bait in front of the fish, right? But at the same time, we're biting. And Mm -hmm. that's just, we have to live with that. And 
yes, it might not all be going back into our game, right? But we have enjoyed Blizzard games, or at least WoW, for a long time. And you know some of it is going back into our game. And guess what? Everything that they make and generate from other games doesn't necessarily go back into those games either. There's always got to be somebody buffering the other mm. games that are struggling. And to be honest, I'm sure there was a lot of time where Classic or WoW in general was not pulling their weight and they were getting buffered by other games. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I course, think that... Oh, sorry, you guys, Simon. I mean, there always needs to be enough of the revenue, you know, allotted to uh, Bobby Kotick's next yacht as well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I said the other day, like, you know, fucking um, Bobby's 200-footer uh, that he's got parked off the coast of Monaco. <laughs> like, you know, that that ship has crew, people. They need to eat. <laughs> By the fucking mount. <laughs> Captain Tom, Captain Tom needs his food and drink every day. Mm-hmm. He needs to mm-hmm. catch the dinghy into town in Monaco near the racetrack for the F1. He's got his favorite cafe where he gets his $50 bacon and eggs. He mm-hmm. needs that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, guys, what I was going to say was uh, in all seriousness, like um, it, it's funny with cosmetic items because like I said, it, it kind of became a little bit of a catch cry amongst the, the you know, the more, uh, gamery people to rally against cosmetic items in, in MMORPGs. I, I slightly understand where the argument comes from, but it does start to derail a little bit when, you know, they get more and more into the meat of their point. But mm-hmm. um, I do truly think, and I'm getting a little bit toxic myself here when I say this, but like, <laughs> it's like gold buying where uh, so many, you know, it's the easy answer. What, what's the default answer when we talk about gold buying? Gold buying is bad. Oh, that's terrible. That, that should not be part of MMORPGs. Absolutely not. Yeah. Never buy gold. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yet we all know a shitload of people do it. And there's no <laughs> doubt that there is an overlap that the same people that rally against gold buying publicly on forums have absolutely bought gold themselves. They're hypocrites, right? <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. There is there's no doubt in my mind that mm-hmm. the same fucking people that sit there online and want to be keyboard warriors and talk They're about how, that evil, gold. Oh, how mm-hmm. evil a, ca- a company is for offering the fucking $45 mount, they absolutely buy them. <laughs> Here, Josh, something that cracks me up. You talk about wanting to watch the world burn. Um, when, like, when I was watching Holly and they said that they weren't going to do random dungeon finder, I literally laughed out loud because I was like, the nerd rage is going to go through the <laughs> roof and this is going to be so much fun to yeah. watch. And literally, I, it I'm- did. I mean, even our own Yip lost his mind on the show talking about it. Like, yep. Everybody was so bad, but I think I think the hate for the shop in retail and the mounts and stuff is because like like retail didn't listen to the player base and like literally just the game would be broken on on launch, but they'd have a ton of mounts that you could buy, yeah, and they were yeah. just pissed mm-hmm. because the game wasn't and, and doing good, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's where people yeah. get mad. And, and I totally get that. It's lazy money from a developer that is not fucking paying the love and attention to your game as they should be. I totally understand that aspect of the argument. Um, the, the problem is then you ask people, all right, if all of you playing this game are so unhappy with Blizzard, then vote with your wallets. Problem is mm-hmm. their wallets vote in the opposite direction. 
And, you know, here we are. Yeah. So it's funny because you talk about like the thing with Holly. Sorry, I'm I'm speaking a million million miles an hour. You talk (laughs) about the thing with Holly and then the random dungeon finder announcement. I'm not going to get into random dungeon finder. Don't worry about that. Um, (laughs) But like I do feel there are instances where there are, and this is the tinfoil hat person in me, there are more insidious reasons behind the scenes for some of the decisions that we've seen through Wrath Classic. Um, You know, if we do get these items popping up on the cash shop, like... Holly came on the scene and she had a very fucking clear job, monetize the shit out of this game. And she's done mm-hmm. a phenomenal job of it. And that's why she has gone, you know, she's gotten an a, a excellent um, promotion out yep. of her work oh, yeah. on the classic franchise. She's now an executive producer of the fucking World of Warcraft franchise. She's been at the company 12 months. I mean, when they when the announcement mm-hmm. was made, she'd been there for 12 months. Well, she was like, also she, re- she was also responsible for EverQuest Classic, like really that's, being that's a right. thing. Mm-hmm. And the monetization so, yeah, the behind all of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, guys, though, is they may have came in and said, hey, you have to make this amount of money or we're shutting you down right Mm -hmm. because that's a very real perspective of a business especially a business that's trying to sell is that if Mm -hmm. you don't show us this profit margin you don't show us this net income that we're going to be making off of you we're shutting Mm -hmm. you down because all you are is a weight on our community and a weight on our business and a weight on our profit that we're going to make from the sale and so Mm -hmm. in all reality you guys may hate the fact that they're selling mounts that they're doing all of this but that money from people that are playing with you could help save what we want to see going forward yeah mm-hmm. we we do need mm-hmm. them to make make money yes um, yep. and they made money prior to being in active in active vision we just didn't see that you know and so yeah we don't know as much as we know now. And so now it makes people mad when they see the quarterly reports, you know, and they're like, Oh, well they made more this, you know, no time, but they laid off this uh, amount of people, but we don't Mm -hmm. know everything that goes into what they had to do to make those, those decisions. So listen, I live that in a day to day life in a large company. Right. And I live those decisions and I see that, Yes, sometimes you have to lay off people and sometimes there's somebody making money and you have to lay off somebody in that region and to help another region who you're trying to get to that profitability margin, right? Whereas like they're not there yet, but they're going to get there. But in order to sustain and not close down, we need to make some changes in another area. Like that's just the reality of business. Mm-hmm. I um Mel, I, I I hate let me preface this. I hate Blizzard with the fire of a thousand suns. Let me just start <laughs> with that statement. Like I'm I'm not I've said this many times, I'm not a fan of the company. Literally the only IP they have ever created or produced that I have any interest in is World of Warcraft. And and I'm talking about classic, not retail. But you do um, love the employees, right? Oh, like yeah, I've I've obviously come across people that uh, this is not a personal thing. I'm talking about the entity, you know, the entity that is Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. I'm not saying, you know, everyone who works there is a piece of shit. That would be a stupid thing to say. But what I'm getting at is I hate Blizzard. You know, if you want to go work there and make your money, make your money. But in saying that, it's still so obvious to this day, and I'm not being an apologist, but the company gets thrown under the bus 
every fucking day of the week for simply being a for being a corporate entity making business decisions. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that, Mel? A hundred percent. I think we all do. And what I'm saying is that I am sure that they've made bad business decisions, right? Oh yeah. That have potentially put them in a place where now they have to make this business decision that is impacting us. But it is still a business and we do still have to understand that in order to get the product that we want, that we enjoy, that we love, they have to make money. They have to be a business and we have to accept that. And it's not, you know, I work, I work in, you know, I'm not going to go too much into it, but there's private equity firms, right? And they invest and then they want to see a return, right? And they want to see a return in a certain way. And if you can't at least forecast how that return is going to come, and that return is only going to come, and you can only forecast so many new subscribers adding to that, mm-hmm. you know, and if you forecast new subscribers adding to that, and you want to increase that, like, that's the ideal, right? Like, they increase the people that they bring on, and they develop new content, and then more people subscribe. That's ideal. That's realistically not going to happen in the next three months, six months, which is what they're looking at. They're looking quarter to quarter, right? Like, what can you do for us by the end of next quarter? And sometimes those involve annoying, un, you know, founded <laughs> terminations. And that sucks. And I would hate to be in that room making those decisions. But Blizzard is Blizzard. And we like world of warcraft and i would like them to continue to (laughs) allow us to play it okay well yep i I mean i'm glad i didn't i'm glad i didn't skip that so yeah sorry about that bob (laughs) oh no 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 it was yeah yeah it was good i i thought you might have some thoughts on that so that's why i asked rather than just skipping so glad i asked um okay so the so the last thing uh, is a little is a little meaty, but like we'll see how much everybody wants to to um, to talk about. So there's been the the the, the developer notes, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a few things that have been clarified. Uh, raid lockouts. They are going to do the thing where you can only do one ten man and one twenty five man a week. Now, I believe this only affects TOC. But I could be wrong. TOC had both uh, 10 and 25 man and then both 10 and 25 man heroics. And this is mm-hmm. actually what burnt me out originally and had me actually quit before ICC came out was doing the, the was doing these raids uh, for, like four four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people seem to not really care about that. I've, I've listened to a lot of different other uh, opinions. But back in the day, like it wasn't exactly easy for us back in the day. So maybe it would be fine if it is easy now. Like I don't know, but like they're going with, um, uh, they're just basically going with that model, and they're looking to make the TOC fights to where you can swap. They're thinking about it to where you can swap on a boss by boss basic with her with heroic or normal. What do you guys think mm-hmm. of this? Thank fucking God. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I don't need to run four dungeons a week. Like, I don't the need to run one. 10 the same and one, 25. Four times. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. What we're doing right now is very repetitive. 
because mm -hmm. we are able to clear the content very easily. I do not imagine that being different in Wrath. And so just having to repeat the same thing four different times in four different scenarios and have people show up to do four different sets of things makes me want to pull my hair out and it makes it less fun yeah. and it makes it just a chore. And I'm sorry, like I'm not here for a chore. Like I want to enjoy my mm -hmm. time and I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, good change in my book too. And then something does like uh important about that is they made it so you couldn't equip the heroic and non-heroic version of the same item the at same the same trinkets. time yeah yeah that's particularly relevant for trinkets it could happen with rings too but like they said nope you know the heroic and the non-heroic are going to be you know the same unique identifier or whatever so you only you can only equip one death's verdict even if you have death's verdict heroic and death's verdict normal and that great that's good i think like is mm -hmm. it just seemed lame if like your two best trinkets were two different versions of the same, same trink trinket. it's just mm -hmm. yeah like lame. you could get the hard one you could get yeah. the hard one and then hey go back and do the easy version and you can get another one that'll make it better for you like come on i agree yeah, i agree so I, good change great change my, my question for simon on that one though is you know everyone's sort of saying across the board absolutely this one's getting thumbs up and saying it seems to be a good change i fucked up on my show and talked about it for 45 minutes as though there was a heroic <laughs> version of nax and all which i didn't know there yeah. wasn't but um you know it's all good this all seems to be fine everyone's okay with it but like it's the nerf in disguise for for humans in pvp is that right simon with the the trinket thing that you just discussed so like i was mm -hmm. kind of wondering you know on the scale of one to ten how much of a, a, a shadow nerf are we kind of talking about here now that the humans can't have two of the uh you know heroic trinkets and then couple that up with will to survive and they're off to the races do you know what i mean for pvp I yeah it's, yeah, I, mean, I know it's kind mean. of a big nerf for PvP. I, I'm not sure it's that big of a deal. I mean, you don't get two of the best trinkets, but you still get two damage dealing trinkets, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. can't pick two of the same one. So, like, your second trinket is a little bit worse than it would have been before this change. Um, yeah. PvP, but not so really everybody's. my forte, but I would imagine that it's not that big a deal. I, I was in your camp. I said the same thing. I'm like, like, how much of a percentage change are we really talking here? Like, it's a very yeah. minor nerf. But yeah, some of my listeners seem to think it might be a little bit of a bigger deal than that. But yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems a lot of people really liked that stacking trigger thing. I don't like, and you just know, I guess. lame. Like, yeah, it's just, trinkets. A, a lot of the trinkets in Wrath have cool and interesting. Well, okay. Some of the trinkets in Wrath have cool and interesting effects. Um, and like, if I'm just like, the, I don't know, it's just cool to have like two different, like in Ice Crown Citadel, you got your Deathbringer's Will that like transforms you into a Vrykel or a Tonka or a whatever. And then you've got your tiny abomination in a jar that builds up charges and then gives you extra attacks. And there's like a bunch of trinkets with neat effects. And like, if you just let me equip a heroic Deathbringer's Will and a non-heroic Deathbringer's Will, I'd probably do that just because I'd yeah. do more damage, but then I'd be sad because, like, that... I'd... 
It's like I think you'll see more creativity, right? Yeah, which is what course, we all want, right? We want yeah, to see more absolutely. innovation, more creativity. And I think you'll get that by not allowing this one trinket that wasn't intended to be used in two spots, right? It was intended mm-hmm. to help people who could just do regular and people who could just do heroic, right? Or just did heroic. It, like, I don't think Blizzard's intention was ever to have people running four separate instances of the same content. Like, mm-hmm. I think they were, they their thought process was likely they're going to choose one. They're going to do heroic or they're going to do regular, right? And then the min-maxers came in and were like, we're going to do all of them. So what do <laughs> you got for that? <laughs> and like, and like the big deal, the big deal, the reason it was so important to run that is because it was basically the first time in WoW that a raid tier took over and made all other gear obsolete. Like that was mm-hmm. what happened in TOC. The gear was so much better that it made everything else obsolete. Even the 10 man regular gear killed mm-hmm. old war gear. And I almost wish that blizzard would find a way to either like, once that patch hits buff old war gear, you know, like, or make that gear less buff, making mm-hmm. the content harder going into ICC. Like, I would like to see either of those things because they basically, with TOC, made Olduar and Nax nothing. And that yeah. was the big problem why everybody had to run all four every week. And so there's definitely room to talk about that as we lead into that to hopefully. I think the best option is just after TOC hits buff older war gear, but mm-hmm. it would be neat. It would be kind of neater for someone who really wants a challenge to just make the TOC gear and the ICC gear less powerful, but you know, you could do either yeah, of those things. That's something that happens with most of the different raids in ice crown Citadel. That's different than it was in classic and burning crusade. Sorry, all the raids in, I say ice crown Citadel. I meant wrath. Um, is it each as each phase comes out, it almost entirely replaces all the gear from the previous phase. Like you, for rogues at least, you've got like two or three items that will last, that are you know relevant in the next phase across the whole expansion. And I think that's not great because like having that like chase item out of the old raid, you know, last boss of the old raid, you know made players want to go back to that and like uh, maybe some people thought that was lame but i i thought like having a good reason to do the content that wasn't current kept that not current content alive and and when you you know make you know available upgrades to literally every slot and you have you know no item incentive to go back to an older raid then then it's well and truly dead um so like I, I mean yeah. I like that like in classic you had like the band of Acuria from Ragnaros and the Perdition's Blade from Ragnaros in Molten Core. Neither of those items were replaced in, in um in Blackwing Lair. So like people still want to do Molten Core. There's the onslaught girdle too. Onslaught and then, like, girdle never got replaced until next. Yeah right like it and like if you didn't have that one item like you, you, your character wasn't you know garbage but like it provided something to to chase in those old 
old raids, so you'd still do them, which I thought was good, kept them alive. But uh, so fair, you though, won't. Those items hmm. for very specific classes made it so that a whole guild had to go back and run those raids, which mm-hmm. I think made it annoying for a guild, right? Where they were like, okay, two people need this one item from this yeah. raid. And so we have to keep going back to get it, right? But I also think that that's probably what idealizes GDKPs, right? Because the guild doesn't want to go back and do that. And Mm -hmm. people want to get that item. And so their guild's not running it, so they're not locked out. And they can go run it with the GDKP, Mm -hmm. an absurd amount of gold for it, and they can get it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. from a guild perspective, you, you can always make the judgment like, is it worth our time to go chase this for, you know, two potential upgrades versus spend time another way? Um, but yeah, it, it does have an annoying factor to it. You're definitely right about that. Like some people can get tired of running the same thing. But uh, I mean, I kind of I'm on the side of like, I kind of like it because it keeps the content a little more alive instead of replaced and irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm not. I'm in the raid logging boat. Um, (laughs) I work a lot and I (laughs) log on and I want to play. And if I'm not doing the current dungeon, I want to quest and do fun things that I want to do. And Mm -hmm. I, but I think like I think that system's still built for you. There's still there's still items that are good. You know, like it's just like. When you take and you jump so far up with a with a gear set that it makes everything else irrelevant is where I think it's the problem. Mm-hmm. I th- like mm-hmm. I think a raid logger that just does the current dungeon, the current raids, we'll yeah, will be fine. Like with the model well, that I mean, I'm it, talking about in Wrath, that that's just like almost entirely true because each phase does totally replace everything before. Um. Like in the previous expansions, there were a handful of chase items that were relevant for multiple phases. Um, that like, yeah, some of them you could get by without. Other ones like Dragon Spine Trophy and Burning Crusades, yeah, yeah. like that. Huge. That's relevant all the way to the end, and is not just relevant, but like a big upgrade for melees compared to the next best thing. Um, so that that's definitely an annoying one. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't know if I want items that you like like that that you have to have Mm -hmm. you know but i just i want it to be still relevant like you have like a yeah yeah. like a reason to go there you know yeah like your little band of acuria that's a little bit better than the next best option yep in classic yeah those are good all right well shout uh, out to the hunt shout out to the hunter i played with that got dst in the first lockout and then quit four weeks later (laughs) of course that's how it always goes of course (sighs) hate him hate him um, the next thing, race and faction change. Um, they weren't going to do, uh, they weren't going to do faction and race change, but they mm-hmm. decided to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Um, I like make jokes about like, screw you. I've been human the entire time. It's time for me to shine in PVP. But honestly, mm-hmm. I think this is probably a good change. What do you guys think? Yeah. Doesn't really impact me that much, but like. I don't see it really hurting things much either. So let people do it, you know, whatever. I am somewhat excited about it because I think that it may allow some people that 
want to play with friends that they've developed along the way, mm-hmm. specifically like content creators that have kind of, you know, developed relationships. And I feel like they're set in their like horde versus alliance, you know, sides mm-hmm. or something. And making a new character and working them up from scratch seems this like, is like just an arduous task. Just um, for us, this makes it so Def Camp, who was planning to make a new character yeah, no. <laughs> and move his gold over, can actually just come play with us and just move his characters over. Yeah, this yeah. is selfish for me that I'm kind of excited that people may be allowed to just come play with the people that they've met and the people that they enjoy playing with. And I think some people that get to play with each other in beta and things like that, you know, like this gives them the opportunity to do that. I guess I'm a mm-hmm. little worried about what it might do to the faction imbalance, but listen, at this point, I'm just mm-hmm. over that. Like the I faction feel like imbalance. We're, just, yeah, yeah, we're not going thing. We're not going to fix it. Let's not even try. Like let's yep. move on with our lives. Yep. I, uh, God, if you thought I was unhinged before, now you've brought up this topic. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't want to bog us, I don't want to bog us down. So I'll, I'll try and give you the cliff notes on, on what I mm-hmm. think on this one. I went on a huge, loud, expletive-filled tirade on this one on uh-huh. my show. Um, uh-huh. Look, let's first and foremost, let's start with this race change. No one cares. Fine, good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, faction change. Here's where we get, where we get into the hairier topic, like you guys have sort mm-hmm. of already, already alluded to. Um, I feel like we have to divide it up into two kind of arguments because we talk about faction changes in general. Good. Give people options. There's no drama with that. That's Mm -hmm. fine. If we're talking about faction changes 15 years ago, who gives a fuck? It's fine. Faction changes in retail, eh, whatever. I don't know. But faction changes in this environment of classic can be problematic. Mel said she's a little bit worried about that. I share that sentiment. I'm a little bit worried about how the classic player base in 2022 will engage with the faction change. Now, mm-hmm. look, we can only wait and see what kind of shenanigans start up. But like, I can only give you one example and people might say, well, that's just your server, Josh, who gives a fuck about your server. But I gave the example on my show of... Um, you know, I play on the forty percent on a on a sixty forty server. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's only only about uh, two thousand alliance. Actually, it's gone down a lot. There's about fifteen hundred alliance players and about uh, what was it, um, uh, twenty five hundred horde players, something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I just I don't like the the, the notion that. You know, the wrath gates will open, everyone will go through the leveling experience. And on a PvP server, if the alliance starts noticing, oh, all these raid loggers now aren't raid logging, they're questing and they're out in the open world and they're killing me a lot. And there's heaps of mm-hmm. them. This isn't very fun. Then they could decide to change to the winning, the quote unquote winning team and just do the mm-hmm. faction swap. Then that murders the alliance on my server. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And then it becomes, you know, Oceanic becomes one server horde, one server alliance, whatever. I'm just saying, like, there is potential for shenanigans there. So I'm not as crazy about it. But here's that's sort of like... Here's what I'll say to that, though, Josh. Before you go on, you have a very unique scenario where you actually have a semi-balanced server, whereas the rest of us who have been gifted single... Faction population yeah, servers. It's not an issue. At this yeah. point, yeah. Right? we weren't but, gifted. We were driven from our home and forced I'm to pay <laughs> hundreds of dollars, thousands from our guild to move to Benediction. No, no, we're forced but, from but our I, home. But I agree that this almost just it more negatively impacts the more balanced servers, or potentially mm-hmm. could, Hello. which is what we want 
to keep in some essence, right? Yeah. Like that that sucks. I think it's I definitely think more it prone to hurt the servers that are currently closer to being yeah. balanced. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you just heard me yell at my cat or not, but um, a little bit. It's okay. uh, yeah, sorry about that. He's being naughty over here. Um, so yeah, if you hear me scream out Elmo, it's not an homage to Sesame Street or whatever. It's yeah. Um, so but, like, you're, you're exactly right to bring that up, Mel. And like, I guess my point is more: yes, there's only three servers in the world left that have some semblance of faction balance, and so it's a concern. Oh God, for the promised land there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a concern for the promised land that is very, very, uh, you know, not many servers anymore. But like, I agree that you're right. Most of the world doesn't have to care about this. But <laughs> I would also suggest to you in the hypothetical scenario that let's say all of our servers were still holding on to faction balance or, you know, 60, 40 or something close to it, people would care a lot more about this because the way in which we, the way in which we've engaged with server transfers I think mm-hmm. would be the same way in which people engage yep. with faction transfers. And then we'd see servers fall like Rome as factions just go up and down and up and down. But like you say, because most have already fallen, not a concern. Great. Okay, whatever. The next part of the argument, though, becomes the timing of this thing. And this is where I get really, really bent out of shape. Um, oh yeah. Why? Why is this not being brought in on day one of Wrath Classic? Now, Blizzard will absolutely jump at the opportunity to, whether it's true or not, float out the following answer. Oh, you know, it's mate. These things take time. It's video games don't just make themselves. Do you realize how much fucking coding and networking and programming goes into this? This is a, a, a an undertaking, Josh. How could you dare suggest that it's that easy of a snap of the fingers to do this? Now, look. I don't know if that's true or not, but but if this is a simple fix and Blizzard has elected not to bring it in on day one of Wrath Classic, then we all know why that's happening. Again, as I say, I feel that there are far more insidious reasons behind many of the big things that happen in Wrath. I think Holly was brought in for a reason. Do the little things that make the most money. What costs Mm -hmm. more than a faction change? A fucking boost. So why would we release the boost and the faction change at the same fucking time, get all the idiots to buy a boost first, then we bring in the faction change and get in the rest of the suckers. I'm I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. this might be a little bit tinfoily, but I think there's a lot of substance behind delaying. Like, it actually, again, it makes sense business-wise to create a false delay on this service. Mm-hmm, Tell me I'm sure. crazy. I'm happy to be told no, I'm crazy. But I think them announcing that it will happen is hurting them right like if somebody knows that there's a faction change available like yeah will be yeah but you don't know when but you don't know when right but they did delay even announcing they said it wasn't and then now they're saying it is right so i guess i've I've got a tinfoil for that one as well here's how much of an asshole i am i think that there is you know something a little bit insidious behind that as well they did come out initially and say they very either explicitly said or hinted heavily at the fact that this was not going to be a thing in wrath classic what did that then cause people to do it caused them to sub to the game and level the character that they wanted to have in wrath 
Joyous Journeys is, is coming. Oh, wonderful. I'll either buy a boost that I hadn't bought already because I now want to be Alliance instead of Horde for Wrath Classic. So I've mm-hmm. either bought the 58 boost because I want to do that or I'll just, you know, level it up naturally because I've already spent my money on a 58 boost or, you know, I want to make the most of Joyous Journeys and, and I'll just do that. So you get a little bit of extra sub money there, whether or not that's a thing or not. They might have been subbed already. I don't know. It's a, I might be clutching at straws here. But you create engagement in the game over the last couple of months. <laughs> then you hit. Then you hit them with the like, guess what, guys? You're all coming back for pre-patch anyway. We've decided to give you a faction transfer. Just not mm-hmm. now. It all maximizes the bottom line. Mm-hmm. It does. And this is where I feel like I get to the point where it's like business over gameplay, right? Where, you know, go ahead, open your shop, do your other things, right? I mm-hmm. am not opposed to the faction transfer because of what it means for me. But I get in the principle, if I was on a faction balanced server, if I was still on white main at its peak where we were balanced, I would be pissed, right? I'd be like, mm. oh, hell no. You get out of here with your faction balance shit. And <laughs> like, you know, like, let me keep my thing. But I feel like we get to this point where now they're crossing the boundary of allowing paid beneficial things to mm-hmm. them versus paid beneficial or detrimental things to the community. And I think that is a very slippery slope. Oh, 100%. If it starts, this is the thing. Cosmetics are all fun and everything, and I'll go to bat for any business doing that. It doesn't hurt the game. When your paid services now start to hurt the game, oh, we're having a different argument, baby, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But then I'll also say this, and I, I really took Blizzard to task for this fucking tagline that Brian keeps throwing out there of play with your friends, play with your friends. If I fucking hear that one more time, I'm going to lose my shit because it's so baseless. <laughs> it is so mm-hmm. fucking baseless. Um, everyone is already playing with their friends. Let's just admit it. If you want to play with your friends so badly, you have bent over backwards to do what it takes to play with your friends in this game if you're not playing with your friends right now and you have the option to let's be honest you don't want to play with them that bad just suck (laughs) it up and accept it no it's the fucking cold hard reality of the situation (laughs) absolutely i mean no no no. i've got very very good friends of mine that i do that that play wow that i don't play with because whilst they're a great you know i'll give you an example hunk who's on my show all the time we have beers every second night he's a great mate of mine i don't play wow with him because at the end of the day (laughs) i've decided that my situation is fine and I don't need to play WoW with Hunk to solidify the friendship or anything like that. It's just right. a decision that I have made, right? So, like, if you aren't playing with them now, let's be honest, you probably don't want to. So, yeah, fuck every Blizzard consistently rolling out the play with your friends bullshit. But here's the two <laughs> things that fly in the face of each other that no one is calling Blizzard out on. The statement, play with your friends, coupled with, but later, they don't mm-hmm. work. You know what yep. I mean? So what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous because people just going to like they want to play with their friends and they want to play on the launch. That's the exciting time to 100%. play. And like. It, it You're absolutely right. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, OK, but you can faction change. But later. OK, well, that's not useful. If you want to play <laughs> with your friends, you need yep. the faction change at launch at the time you that's actually it. want to be playing. Yep. 
It does not get you playing with your friends. Three months. If it's yep. phase two, mate, I, my friend is now level 80 and in, you know, phase one biz. He's made other and, friends and, at this yeah, point. He's made other friends. Like, I can't get thing. a spot in his raid. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing is they've made point. other friends. You need to play with your friends at the beginning of an expansion or you probably don't get to play with your friends because mm -hmm. we've had that, friends that it. have transferred or made characters on our server. But guess what? They still can't play with us in by the means of raiding or doing all of the things that we're doing because without getting on a waiting list to get into the raid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. does so, happen. So they are full of shit. I mean, it, it, I mean, it does have people quit constantly and you do get in the, the, the raid, but it is a waiting process and you don't know, depending on that guild, you don't know when you're going to get in or get out. I swore, Josh, I was going to make you laugh with my prop here that I went and grabbed <laughs> after you said oh, no, no, tinfoil hat so many times. <laughs> I appreciate it, but like, I'm not so convinced that this is stuff is tinfoil. That's the thing. Like, There's a, a relatively common sense basis behind what I'm saying, but like, I yeah. just add the final point of like, um, it, it's just something that the only out for Blizzard, and I said this on my show, the only out that will get me to back the fuck off this argument is if you come out and show us the homework that this actually is a huge technical undertaking. We mm -hmm. like, and but but then if you say that, here's the problem again. They have gone out of their way. Well, not out of their way, but they've dropped all the breadcrumbs over the last few months through interviews and whatnot. You know, we make the jokes about the two-man classic team, and obviously it's larger than that, but still it's a <laughs> relatively small team. But mm -hmm. we have been told the classic team is now, it's the WoW team. The World of mm -hmm. Warcraft team works on Classic. It's not just a small little team in a basement like, you know, the the, mm -hmm. the fucking, like in The Wire season one where all the DJs <laughs> are thrown in, you know, the basement to do the detail that nobody wants to do. Um, they can call on extra resources if shit hits the fan. So, like, I refuse to believe that we're in a situation where, oh, shit, we need to do faction transfers for Wrath Classic. You know, they can't just turn around in their cubicles and tap Bobby, Sally, Timmy, Johnny, Mel, you two are on, you five, sorry, are on the code for faction transfers for the next two weeks. We need this in day one of Wrath. Got it, boss. I was working on something for fucking Dragonfly, but I'll do that for the next week or two. No worries. But that, that's what they've told us. It's so a larger team. So if mm -hmm. you have the resources, don't fucking hit me with, oh, this is a really big technical undertaking that's actually going to take months. And if you're not a game dev, you just wouldn't mm -hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Bob, can I complain at the fact that I can't use my bits, my watch points or whatever they are right now? <laughs> oh, I've got, me. yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got sounds and everything turned on the show. It, mm. it, just, it, just, it just wouldn't make sense for the... For the actual audio, I mean, you could that's just allow where them for everybody me. actually listens. So you could allow them for me because I think mm -hmm. I would input them at the right time. <laughs> I don't think I can actually do that. I haven't paused. Uh. All right. So okay, the 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 next thing is mounts and achievements are going to continue to be character bound instead of account bound. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel pretty strongly it should be account bound. As an achievement hunter my, myself, this really makes me want to just play one character, and I think that's mm -hmm. that kind of sucks. 
What do you guys think? Um, as a person who really struggles to keep up with alts, I am fine with it because I always do play one character. But yeah, I, I think it's I'm stupid. Mostly, I, I I don't chase the achievements or the mounts too much. Like I'll pick up one or two things that I think are cool and. So it doesn't really impact me that much, whether this is character bound or account bound. I think it's stupid in the fact that it just like, why does it why does it matter? Why would you make it character based? Mm -hmm. I could see achievements, maybe, but mounts like like why limit that to characters and make people so mounts? I mounts, I get to be honest. It's the mounts you get. It's the uh, the achieve. The achievements like I'm fine with my characters not having all my mounts as mm-hmm. long as I have the achievement like and and I could do those different achieve uh, achievements on different characters like that's yeah. basically where mm-hmm. I'm at like I just I would like to do them on different characters and this is Was something it account back wide in, before no it became account wide later at some point I don't know if it was in cataclysm yeah. or in mop but um but Early on, I remember distinctly being like, well, I'm not going to do this on my alt because I want the achievement on my main. And it's just it's kind of a bummer. Um, weird tension, friction. Yeah, I think Take it's weird. I think here. it's weird that, it, that they didn't do it. I think it's a shame. Um, if they did, if if they did say they were going to do it, I don't know who complains. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't That's see the thing. how it I wonder what, like, what hill are they dying on here? Like, why? Yeah. Like, is it just like that? This is going to be extra work for them, and they don't really care. And now uh, they're going to follow the classic experience, you know, role. <laughs> more often, more often than not, they they just arrive at the forecodes of a decision, and it's like let's just pick what the majority of people don't want. Like it, it's just yeah, so yeah. scratch my head. And 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 like I said, I I I get mounts. Like if you have the Zol these the Zolaban Tiger, should you have that on every character? I don't. I I I don't know. I actually think that the mounts should be separate. I just feel like the achieve the achievements, like yeah. you're wanting to fill up these boxes, and it really sucks to like jump on another character and be like, all right, now I have to do this on this too. Yeah, maybe it mm. makes and, you and play not, more. Not but that we I live don't in know. this. Not that we live in this world anymore, but I know that back in the day it was the old link the achievement, bro. Before I invite mm-hmm. you to do this thing. Well, and we have to do the. And I know there are add-ons that fake it and everything mm. now. But like, um, yeah, you you can't link that achievement to be like I know what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I could link you the achievement that I knew what I was doing on my priest, and I could come in on my rep pally and be like, <laughs> "Jokes on you," because I have no fucking clue what exactly because it's completely pally. yeah, <laughs> like, like true, true, true. That's like yeah. that's something I've actually learned hardcore doing my my warrior. Now I go do it in so many GTKPs, and I make big mistakes because I'm like, oh, I didn't have to deal with this mechanic as a lock. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. I just fucked yeah. up big time. Yeah. It's one of the unspoken negatives of I, I think we have too many characters in this game, quite frankly. I, I which is obviously I'm sitting here saying I love joyous journeys, but on the whole, I, I think that the boosts, the joyous journeys, the everything, like I think it's a bad thing for MMOs if you've got you know, only in an environment where there's things like profession caps, you know, where everyone now has every profession and nothing means anything anymore. Too many alts can be a problem. And also you forget what you're mm-hmm. fucking playing sometimes to a certain extent. Well, you have to really be careful about how you bind your buttons. 
when you have vaults, right? Like, because you have to bind them to similar things that the other one does, like, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is really easy for like, like I've got my oh shit buttons, like, yep. right? Like, I had a druid yep. and a priest, right? So I'd have like renew on the same binding as I had re- rejuve, right? And I'd have yep. like, like you, you try to like think of like in my head what scenario am I going to try to use this button, and then that's what I'm going to put there, and. But it totally goes out the window when you go from like a priest healer to a ret paladin, right? Mm-hmm. Like those key bindings is zero similarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they're used. And it was hard when I was going back and forth on the druid and hardcore to like my priest and raid. Like if I did too much of my druid and hardcore and then went to my priest and raid, I'd be like, uh, oh crap. Okay, yeah, hold on. I need to remember how to play this game again. Um mm-hmm. But, um, all right. So, um, the like almost the last thing is the area of effect damage caps have uh have been moved to like where it starts to take effect after ten targets rather than twenty. Mm-hmm. Is is this is this like a change that wasn't wrath or like I don't even know. Yeah, so that's how it was supposed to be in Wrath. And you can look at official patch notes and they explicitly say 10. And the beta client just had it at 20 for I don't know what reason. There's just some inconsistency. When they build the classic versions, they like use a more modern version of the game and then backport it. Yeah, they so use you have some kind of Yeah, so, so you have some kind of like leftover things in the code that like need to get picked out like this and be like, that should be 10 instead of 20. Um, this The way the area of effect damage caps work in Wrath is significantly different than how it is in Burning Crusade, and it has pretty big impact on how you deal you know, damage to multiple enemies. Um, in Burning Crusade, the area of effect damage cap, essentially each AoE spell that was capped had a value associated with it. Just a flat value. Like Seed of Corruption was something like 13,500. And it just said, like, okay, your cast of Seed cannot do more than this much damage in total uh, before critical strike multipliers and before debuff multipliers. But any buff on your character, any spell power was just those, the benefit from those effects was just hard capped at 13,500 damage or whatever. It was about that. which, like, when you're a warlock in Hygel, like, you could be, uh, you know, AoE capped on your Seed of Corruption with zero spell power because you're just fighting so many enemies. So you had really peculiar gearing decisions where you'd have a completely different set of gear if you really you wanted to like maximize your Hygel. Yeah, 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 you, you, yeah would, crit you would and stack haste. crit. You, you'd try to find ways to get around that. Is, kind of not a good implementation i thought and i think the way it's implemented in wrath lich king is much better um basically uh the damage cap works similarly but instead of being a static number for each spell it calculates how much that spell would deal to 10 targets and then uses that as the cap so your spell power you know your damage buffs on your character they still increase the number, the you know, the amount of damage you deal to 10 targets. So they're pushing that cap up for you and you're 
your gearing isn't so drastically different and weird where like stats become valueless. Um, so this is, this is a much better implementation. Um, so basically like you just calculate, you know, how much would it do to 10 targets? And then if you're facing 15 targets, well, the damage per enemy is 10 divided by 15. So your total damage is still equal to the number that you would deal to 10 targets. It's, it's good. Good. Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely makes it easier for somebody who doesn't do as much research. Right. Know, like, like it, yeah, it's, it's probably better on, on the like overall, but for people like me who do a ton of research, it's kind of cool to like, you know, do more than other people because they just mm -hmm. didn't look into it. So I guess it just kind of depends on which side of the coin you're on, you know? I think generally making the game system simpler as long as it doesn't well making the game system simpler and easier to understand is a good thing and I think the old AOE cap was like unintuitive um like why on earth would spell power not be a good stat when I'm dealing spell damage like that doesn't make sense like a normal player like what the hell um so I think uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is good because it it's more intuitive and still like still still kind of curbs the like super degenerate AOE fiesta a little bit. Gotcha. Um, all right. So the um, the last thing is the the looking for group tools. Um, they're still sitting there. Just saying they're mm -hmm. not going to do uh, looking for dungeon and... The random the, dungeon finder. Yeah, they're trying to make yeah. this system better. I don't know mm -hmm. about you, Simon, what you've had, but I don't think the system is great. They, they're putting in different things to like mm -hmm. tell you, hey, if you're a rogue, you probably shouldn't sign up as a healer. But, yeah. I mean, like, why can you even do that? Like... Only tanks should be able to sign up as a tank if they're tank spec. Yep. Like, there's just a lot of problems with this, and I hope they really put some stipulations in because it's just really weird. Whenever I try to start a group, I don't know if you've started one, I just get constant, mm -hmm. like, so and so wants to join your group. And yeah. I have to, like, and hover they over them. Yeah, and it's just, it's so weird. Um, I've not had too much trouble with it. I've read a lot of the things they posted about it, and I think they have good intention here that like they're saying some things that are smart, like how they restrict you from putting messages in looking for group chat until you're actually queued up in the system uh, in the looking for group interface. And I think this is good. And I think the reason they said it was good was actually spot on. They said, you know, part of the problem is forming groups is getting everyone in the same platform or the same channel to, to find each other. It's like, if you segregate the player base, like some people are looking through chat messages, some are, you know, looking through the LFG interface. Some people are, you know, using some other add on it, it separates the people. And then like, maybe you have two damage dealers over here on this system and a healer over there and a tank over there, but they can't find each other when everyone's together. You're, you're much able, more able to find each other for a group. So like, that's good. But like you said, there's 
still a lot of problems with this. And one thing that's super annoying is like you're looking at that looking for group interface. It doesn't update automatically. I know. It's you have so to go weird. and press this little update button or else it'll just show you the same thing for half an hour. And that's that's completely ridiculous. Why would it not update when it gets new people like without you having to click a goddamn button uh, like th that part of it pisses me off more than anything. But then just like the, the, the interface panel is just too small. Like right now it's on the beta and there's a fairly limited player base. So it's fine. But when you when you expand it to having, you know, a benediction level of players and i guess benediction maybe not a good example because that's like one of the biggest populated servers but like you put a serious population into that tool where you can only see six or eight you know listings at once it goes downhill fast in its usability when you have to start like scrolling through the list and pressing refresh each like it needs improvement i hope they can improve it and I actually have some a little uh, more faith than I do in most things they do that they they will m turn it into a usable tool. Do you not I mean, feel like open. they're they're just pushing people away? And I get the incentive, right? But they're pushing people away by making that change that you have to be in the tool to post in the looking for group channel. Mm -hmm. Like depletes the importance of the bulletin board, right? The mm -hmm. what everybody's using right now, L right? Yeah, the add-on so LFG bulletin board takes that away completely because you can't post until you're in this. Mm -hmm. queue, I think. Right? I, I mean, so, I think I'll still be using both unless they improve yeah. the system. Better. Okay, but I also think there's something with their system that they have to figure out that bulletin board also has to figure out because you have to go in to bulletin board and unselect that you're looking for a group. Right. But I think mm -hmm. if you enter looking for a group in the wow system, it should auto update, but it mm -hmm. should have some way that you can say like, turn that off because you're extending all my resources right now. Yeah. And I don't need to be looking for a group and I'm in a raid mm -hmm. and now I'm lagging. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The LFG it, it bulletin board really does lag you bad. If you have a bunch of different ones clicked. The the looking for group interface on the beta right now, when your group fills up, it gives you a notice that it's actually delisted you. Um, so th they've got that. But yeah. uh, the tool needs a ways to go. And frankly, like if it if it releases in the state it is right now, I imagine what will happen is people will it, it put themselves into the LFG interface, post in looking for group chat and then use the bulletin board add on. Yeah, right. that can still parse through looking for group chat, still has its functionality. Like until the searching interface of the looking for group mm. tool improves, uh, you know, this refreshing nonsense, like make the screen able to show more than six or eight listings. Um, until that to be improves, honest, it I needs think people to improve still before it's released, or else yep. people are going to get stuck on using the add-on, yep. and they're yep. not. And then gonna they're go never going to switch. Yep, they're yeah. never going to switch back. It, this this was my big thing. I will try and stay as level-headed as I can through this speech. <laughs> um, I've been saying that if it's obvious on the beta that this you know new tool that they've worked on is not hitting the mark, they need to be prepared to jump ship. Um, you know, if the players, for whatever reason, have decided that this thing sucks, or if it's amazing, but we still don't use it, 
it needs to be reassessed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like Blizzard is sticking to their guns. You know, I, I can't, it's been hard for me to comment on this because like I said, I haven't played the beta. I haven't played around with the tool. I don't want to be that guy that weighs in too heavily on something I haven't tried. Yes, I've heard the same comments and reports that you guys have heard and you've obviously got your personal experiences where, you know, at best, at best, the comments have been, um, you know, mixed. But, mm-hmm. you know, realistically, everyone is saying this thing is is no bueno, right? Um, it needs a lot of work. If it continues to be worked on, then great, so be it. Maybe it can be turned into something good. But I'm, I'm not going to turn this into an RFD debate, like I said, but I just want to say the following. Um, for everyone, and there might be people on this call, and this is nothing personal, but for everyone who rallied... Uh, with Blizzard on this one and said, yes, there should be no RFD or RDF. I always fuck this up. No random dungeon finder in the game. My, my, well, they were both in like it, like there, the first iteration was just looking for dungeon finder and then random dungeon finder came as an after thing where you can right. get extra rewards so, from doing a random one. Right, right, right. So the, the the tool in general is what I'm talking about. The thing yep. that whisks you away and teleports you to a dungeon and automatically forms a group. If we, uh, you know, where are we going with this is kind of my question to to challenge people with, where it's like, I, I really have fixated on a comment I saw the other day where it's like, I want to come back and ask people six months into Wrath if they're still having a great time with no, um, uh, you know, RDF or whatever in the game and see if their opinions have changed at all. But then more importantly, take a step further than that. Look, I, I know that the, the jury's out on what's going to happen from here, whether we do Cataclassic or something else entirely. Who, who knows what Blizzard wants to do with us, the classic player base. They've said they want to, you know, ask us the question or let us decide to a certain extent. We'll see if that comes to be. But <laughs> hypothetically... If we move into Cataclysm Classic and Mop Classic, let me just live in that situation, right? And we stick with this ethos of no random dungeon finder. We will, we want, we want it uh, classic to be classic. We want to create social ties. We will never teleport you to a dungeon. We will never automatically fill a group for you. We believe this is what is, you know, is so important and key to this franchise. How do you guys think? players will feel about this decision in Kata and Mop. In all honesty, I'm, I'm asking that as an open question. I, I think the player base will start to deplete. To be honest, like yeah, I think why? even the ones that are hardcore for it right now and the ones that are like, whatever, I'll deal with it, or the ones that are like, I hate this, but I'm still going to play, I think those will start to fall off. And I think that if we don't, and this is where I get to the point of, I get it that I hate where retail's at right now, but the changes that they continued to make, like you can't target one change as like the catalyst of the end of days, right? Like there's not one thing that they did that was not backed by player buy-in. And RFD was backed by player buy-in. So, I just, so Bob, what about you? What are well, Kata Classic without RDF? How do you feel about it? Well, okay, so first off, Kata, I did come back for, and I don't know where any of the dungeons are, so without random dungeon fighter, I'm going to have to learn some, some new stuff. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but, like, where I go with this is 
and I know anybody who listens to the show, I'm a broken record. I think Blizzard misunderstands the difference between looking for dungeon and looking for raid. Looking for raid, I believe, is disgusting. I think it's horrible. I think it's the worst thing to ever happen to World of of War of Warcraft. Like that is the end. That is something you should have to work for. And if you're not cool mm-hmm. talking with other people, it's an MMO. Looking or it's for dungeon. We but, already have looking for raid. It's called GDKPs. Kind, kind, kind mm, of. But not they're kind of. they're really well. I mean, it's still the same raid, and like you're actually going with pumpers. You can actually learn from these different people. Like, there's a lot to be had from GDKPs. There's no community. But what I'm talking about is looking for dungeon. I think is completely fine. Like, I really think it's completely fine. And I don't get why they confuse the two of them. Because I do think looking for raid was a shit ad. It makes it so everybody could just like fuck off and just do the the raid. Like it's it takes Mm -hmm. like the end game and makes it eh. Whereas a dungeon is not the end game. It's just a dungeon. What I'm getting at here, I'm not. I'm not trying to derail us and turn this into the, you know, the circular conversation about LFD and everyone gets, you know, all upset and everything. And sorry, RFD. You know what I mean? Um, what I'm getting at is, if we go further down the chain, and at a certain point in time, the people who uh, don't believe this should be in a, in the game and applaud Blizzard for taking it out, wind up changing their minds because oh no 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 now we're in Cata oh, oh no 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 now we're in Mop now we can have the tool that completely defeats the purpose of why they've done mm-hmm. this. They've done this as a, a as an ethical pillar or a social pillar to save yeah. the players and and make us engage with each other. It doesn't become cool at a certain point in time. You either do <laughs> yeah. it or you fucking don't. And if right. you are a player who says, oh, now it's okay, your argument has no fucking weight, I'm sorry. And so right. I'm just and like... In two years, this yeah. is okay with you? I mean, it, then it's kind of weird to me that it like be okay now. Yes, it's kind of weird to me that like it wasn't even a discussion in classic or TBC. Like we all knew about this feature that could be added to the game. Yes, and it's just like it's kind of weird to me. Like, why is it a discussion now that we are talking about wrath and it's such a big deal that it's not going to be in wrath it's like you could have because had this in tbc too why why wasn't everyone getting their panties in a bunch in tbc or classic the, uh, about this it listen there's just like kind of a strange anything thing and me. everything is the beginning of the end right like mm. that's like that's the statement that everybody makes about these little things this was the beginning of the end right this was mm-hmm. the thing that changed wow to make it this horrible thing that is now retail or whatever they think. And I'm sorry, there was no one thing that was the beginning of the end. And yeah. guess what? If there was one thing, it was us. It was the people. It was us who were telling them that this is what we wanted and they made it and people liked it. And then they realized that's not what they want to do. And they moved on. Right. And now you look back and you say, Oh, that's, that's the thing that I hated. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't want to do it. Right? Well, I mean, 
The only thing that I hated from looking for a dungeon was just cross cross server. That's the only thing that I hated. And I even said, like, when this whole thing came up, like, just, and I got the idea from Scotty J when he came on the show, but, like, just have it, like, a four, a three to five minute wait time, and then it goes cross. Like, but I would rather be in a group with someone on my my server so I could keep them honest. And for anybody that thinks you can't keep them honest, like on a server, people can especially better. Like we had a guy that like griefed the health, the the uh, hellfire towers one mm-hmm. one day. There was no officers on to kick him. And we were just getting blown up with tells of people mad mm-hmm. at us for this guy griefing. So there is mm-hmm. accountability even on a large server for somebody doing bad shit. And like, that's the only thing that I ever wanted from looking for dungeon. Mm-hmm. And it's something they could have done easy. The, the catch all phrase I sign of I kind of point to at times and and whether or not it's it's hyperbolic or not I, I kind of have termed the development of wrath classic as like it just feels to me and maybe this is the only example I'm not so sure but it really feels like it's unfortunate that wrath classic isn't being made for wrath fans wrath classic is being made for vanilla fans and I think that's out of touch mm. Yeah, I yeah, I know you uh you're like me in the content creator discord where you just like have to hear all the retail players thoughts on how classic <laughs> should go and you're just like okay. I I think ev- I mean this is a fucking get me in trouble I don't care. I think everyone in the content creator discord's a fucking idiots. Like I see <laughs> some of the worst takes in my f- like I I understand why content creators get griefs. Grief. If you guys saw and I'm talking to every single one of you listening to it, I'm just fucking serious. I'm look I'm going to look you in the fucking eyeballs right now and say something really real. And this includes me. I'm not going to fucking, you know, not include myself in this. But I barely talk in this thing. And let me just say the following. Your favorite content creator, yes, you, the person that you watch nonstop on Twitch, that you watch all their YouTube videos and you love them like a son, you think they're the fucking bee's knees. Yes, that person too gives the worst fucking takes you have (laughs) ever seen in the content creator Discord. They make the worst suggestions and it's all selfish. It's all what drives the money Mm -hmm. to their stream. You know, oh, I'm a fucking mage player. I need to boost, bro. Let me jump in the fucking content creator Discord Mm -hmm. and tell Blizzard, how dare you remove mage boosting from the game? You're all fucking idiots, blah, blah, blah. Because that fucking idiot has done nothing but stream mage boost for three years. And it's all that there is to his fucking personality. And he is scared shitless that he has to think of something new to do, which he fucking can't because he's a talentless hack. And like, I'm just using one broad example. Well, guess what? There are so many people like this. Guess well, what? Nobody's mad at that mage for being in the content creator discord and preaching that shit they're mad at blizzard right because that mage is also in it for his financial and best interest just like blizzard is in it for their financial and best interest and i'm not defending josh josh is definitely right and it's something that got me heated in there way way back for for sure but like Oh, I know, Bob. But, <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, just recently, <laughs> Duranosaur has had some really good takes. You know, there's 
there's your outliers in there that are that are mm-hmm. trying to make the game better. You know, there's some. Oh yeah, I'm not. This is not a. This is not a catch-all. One hundred percent. I'm. I'm obviously being a little bit tongue-in-cheek when I say that. But like, there are very big names who say some pretty the biggest bad names stuff. are the ones like, that say the, the worst. The biggest <laughs> names are the ones that have the worst suggestions. When it's like, it is not about the greater good for them. They will actively suggest things that are very, 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 very ob- like objectively, yep, objectively mm-hmm. bad for the game, but are good for their streams. And it makes mm-hmm. me want to fucking vomit that the public doesn't know this because they don't want the fucking public to know but oh my god yeah and it anyway. and, and it is cringe and I, I don't know i think the server's gotten better um from the initial the initial was just like such an excitement for me to get in and then a such a like oh my god this is not what i signed up for i signed up to make the game better but mm-hmm. it seems like it is better now than it was. Listen, prior, I just got in and I have not looked at it once. So I don't know what's in there. But from what I'm hearing God. here, it God sounds like I'm in. not missing out on much. And well, you're it really sounds not. like uh, oh, well, I, uh, I, I don't mind that I'm not on that Discord server. Well, I'm going to suggest you. I can't believe you're not in there. So I'll have to put in a oh, ticket God. to get you in there. Oh, God. Okay, but does the, it come okay. with any requirement to read any of that bullshit? The, nope, the, I don't know. Uh, okay, Josh, Josh can okay. probably <laughs> attest. The new guy running it, the new, the new guy in charge, used to be with Warcraft uh, Radio. And he really is mm-hmm. trying to make a change. It looks like, like he's mm-hmm. he's doing work. Josh, you definitely know him too. Yeah, I know Athelus, but what do you mean doing work in what way? Well, like he's just trying to like he's trying to actually ask people questions and like actually take in their responses. Well, I mean, he's he's new on the job. Of course, he wants to come in guns blazing <laughs> and, and impress people. I mean, that's, that's what people do when they're new to a job. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, I have a lot of faith in him because, you know, he, you know, he was, he was the creator of Warcraft radio and just, you know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like he really cares. And so I'm excited well, to yeah, see what I, he does. We have high hopes. Let's say, cause, cause I tell you what, it's, this is not like Atlas is a nice guy. It's more just like the only direction is up. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. You're really selling this. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. Well, okay. The last thing on the list is uh, for anybody that doesn't know, in Wrath, at some point, I don't remember which uh, patch it was, but 2v2 arena and titles, like the 2v2 achievements and titles were taken out of arena and it was no longer a thing. So they're going to leave that in. Um, they initially took it out because they couldn't, you know, balance the classes. And there were certain mm-hmm. classes that just dominated rogues. I'm sorry, but this is the this is the year of the warriors. Like they're good at every single twos comp. And uh, mm-hmm. and you what know, rogues aren't as good. Resist? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, a a heartbeat resist is something that can like say a fear. Uh, it checks it you know, periodically after a certain amount of time to see if you resist it and the fear stops. Oh, okay. They basically decided to take that out of Arita's completely because when it did, it was pretty rare that it happened, but when it did happen, it was extremely huge 
for the party that had the heartbeat resist. So mm -hmm. they're just trying to make the PVP in Arena a little bit more straight up. And I mean, throughout Wrath, like PVP, Arena gets completely changed in the fact that everything goes from what it used to be fears and stuns would have re would have re resist where you would actually resist mm -hmm. like a like a five uh button uh kidney shot now right none of that's in if you have the proper hit cap you're going to hit it but you know some classes have like a 15 percent uh less time taken mm -hmm. so everything goes to time base so you can really actually pvp better with less mm -hmm. rng which a lot of pvpers enjoy that makes yeah. sense right. sure. anything last on anything that was on the dev dev mm -hmm. notes no i this really covered i know i know i know, know like, really killed it well we're gonna let josh go we're gonna let josh sign <laughs> off josh uh as you say on, on your show, do you have any shout outs that you'd like to do? Uh, count out a classic, the best WoW classic pod mm -hmm. there is. Yeah, yeah. No, no, please. I'll, I'll shout down myself because I'm like, you know, this is why <laughs> no, I don't no. voice my no, opinions you on my you, show. You, you, have, <laughs> you, you are my favorite pod, so... But I mean, Shout I just, I just out. Hulk out and I hulk out and shout like a fucking unhinged lunatic when That's I go on content, other people's podcasts. Oh, it's been, oh, it's been great. It's been great. Um, no. But no, yeah, thank thank you so much for having me, guys. Simon Eyes, it's been it's been awesome catching up with you again, mate. It's always yeah, a pleasure. Absolutely. For sure, man. And uh, yeah, Mel and Bob, you know, huge shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for for having me on the show for everything that you do for the community as well. Um you know, it's, uh, if I were to shout out anything, it, it would be, like I said, um, more of a PSA than anything else. Guys, look, I know, I know I'm a weird player. I know I don't raid. I don't, I don't do the meta thing and everything, but like, just have this little seed get planted in your brain for the launch of Wrath of the Lich King. Um, challenge what you define as fun and try and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. Take the time to go and do things you wouldn't ordinarily do that might be, you know, the quote-unquote waste of time. You just might be surprised along the way. Everyone, you know, I've been hearing from a lot of play players and friends of mine that they're going to chill out just a little bit more in, in wrath, and I really think it's for the best. Like, it's a game, guys. Go have fun, please. All right, all right. Those moments where you think you're wasting time will be the best memories be yeah, absolutely absolutely but yeah thanks so much guys i'll see you later all right man take it easy josh. 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 all right simon this is the point i have to ask you are you still good to do yeah i could keep going for a bit we, we could do a little more all right, all right. oh god yeah I did, I did not expect it to be as as long this as it's been. Long. <laughs> yep. Let me just uh, change over this. I'm actually I'll be splitting this into two separate episodes, like that yeah. episode, and then your interview will be a separate one. Let me just yeah, really sure thing. quickly.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 